Positively Uplifting, Alive 105. Another live presentation from Alive 105, live and local. It's Friday night, and time for Derby, Derby Panther, Panther Football. Football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Well, once again, it's Friday night. We're over here in uh, Hayesville at campus. Uh, coaches uh, played Hutch last week. I know it's uh, it was a big game. It was Derby Junior football night. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how that game field broke down uh, both directions. Well, I'll break down uh, special teams in our offense. You know, uh, I'll start off with special teams. I, I, I thought we played fairly well, um, you know, with Grant being out. Uh, he was also our punter and our kicker. He wasn't our field goal guy, but or PAT guy, but he was our kicker, and he could consistently get it down to the five yard line or the end zone. Um, a lot of our kickoffs were going. Uh, we, we've got Scott in there uh, going to about the ten, the the fifteen, but he's only a sophomore. He's going to be kicking in the end zone next year for sure. But uh, I mean, they were getting maybe 5 to 12 yards uh, of a return. You know, our kids were stuffing them inside the 25 or inside the 20 most of the time. We let up one one big return, and, and it was just one kid out of place. And uh, um, hopefully we corrected that this week. And, and uh, our punt return, they gave us one kick. I think we returned it for about 20 yards, and then all the other ones, they kicked it out of bounds. And then their uh, their kickoff team for our kickoff return, um, they, they – onside it half the time so we just had our hands team out there and uh um they just pushed it out of bounds or pushed it real real quick and, and we got the ball i think trey returned it for about 15 20 yards uh, to get it back to the 50s so um special teams wise for given what we were given um i thought they played okay um probably not our best game but uh, a decent game and then offensively uh you know we uh i, I thought the kids did well um it, it was probably the best film session we've ever had um on a monday morning you know before school starts when we watch film with the kids i thought our effort was there our our big emphasis last week was finishing blocks uh wide receiver blocking uh tempo you know do the high speed tempo and stuff like that and I thought I thought they played well, and I thought Lim handled himself really well. Being you know first time he started at quarterback, uh, zero turnovers, um, um, called a called a pretty good game. Uh, just just getting the kids in in line and, and the plays off uh, real real quick. So uh, overall, I thought the offense did pretty well. Uh, defensively, I, I thought our guys. Uh you know, I was, I was happy with the results as far as how the game went and all that, obviously. But I thought after you watched the film, I thought we could have done a lot better. We didn't. We did not help ourselves on first downs. Um, and when you play a team like Hutch that runs a flex bone, if you get behind schedule on first down, that really puts yourself in a bad position. Penalties are still an issue. <laughs> Especially early, um, early in the game, we sent we 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 have a tendency there uh, to struggle with some uh, with some false starts. We're a little, we're a little too too excited or whatever. We we got to make sure that we're calm, we're eyes in the right spot, and we're doing our job. Um, but I thought defensively we could have done a lot better. You know, as far as um, our you know our responsibilities and stuff like that, our guys did a good job. But just we we just got to clean it up. 
Um, they they did some wrinkles with their system that uh, we, we we hadn't seen yet. We hadn't seen before on film. Um, and some of our guys adjusted really quick. Some of our guys didn't adjust really quick. So um, every every week, you know, a team's going to give you something different that you haven't seen. And our job with defense is to adjust and make adjustments and be able to adapt to what's going on and make sure we can go out and stop them. And uh, for the most part, I thought we did okay, but we got to do a better job and, and lock in a little faster on defense because our job is get the ball back to our offense as fast as possible and, and Hutch was able to put together some drives and they controlled the they controlled the clock at times. They had some drives that occupied a lot of time and that's a lot of time our offense is on the sideline um, and that, that, that's not good for us. So I'm hoping this uh, tonight against campus that we come out, we do our job, get the ball back to the offense, and we, we can get rolling. Staying with you, Coach Wietrich, uh, this will be the second week in a row uh, with tonight's game that we're playing a team that runs the Flexbone. Uh, has that helped you for your practice and your preparation by having a second week preparing for this? It's a unique offense, so preparing for that offense. Yeah, there's 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 pros and cons for for sure of having them, you know, back to back. You know, I think, you know, one one con is they have a film on you and how you defend it. You know, because it is such a unique style of offense that we don't see the rest of our schedule. They see kind of firsthand what your first look is on flexbone and they see your adjustments to what their the other team is doing so campus sees campus saw or they're going to see uh throughout the week they saw um how we adjusted to hutch um they run the exact same system as hutch uh, a lot of a lot of the same exact plays and they're going to see how we defend it and all that uh so there are there are pros and cons and be, um, the pro is that we've had two weeks in a row where we've been able to focus on the system and our kids really have now have an understanding of how the system operates and what we have to do to defend it. Um, but like I said, there's, there, there's give and take on that. I, I am, I, me personally, I'm glad we have two weeks in a row of it, you know, uh, but I, I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll be glad to be done with the flex mode after, after this week against campus. Coach Clark, you touched a little bit on Limwash starting at quarterback, uh, Last week, for the first time, uh, he offers a little bit different, maybe dimension than uh, Grant does. But I know it throws the things a little bit differently because you lose that two back set. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, how you had to adjust uh, going with him and uh, how we move forward. You know, I thought Lim did a terrific job, um, especially with Grant going down on Tuesday, where Lim pretty much got Wednesday and, and then a walkthrough or, you know, no pads on Thursday. So I thought he did a great job knowing the game plan, knowing what to do, uh, zero turnovers. Of, you know, I, I think he was probably 60%, 65% passing. Um, we didn't pass too much. And then uh, I think, what did he have, 150, 120 yards rushing, you know, off of 10 carries or whatever, and making his reads off the pitches and stuff like that. Uh, I think, it. yeah, you're right, it did hurt us a little bit without the two-back stuff. But uh, um, this week we were able to plan the two-back stuff without Lim in there. You know, we'll, we'll pull uh, Dylan or Zach in there to run some two-back stuff. So uh, so we got that back installed. and uh, Maybe not the passing stuff that we did with Lim when we handed him the ball off or anything like that. But uh, um, it, we, we've got that back in, so that's good. But I, I couldn't have been happier for Lim. Uh, like, like I told reporters before the, the season started, I, I think we have the two best quarterbacks in the state of Kansas. And uh, I wasn't lying when I said that, and I wasn't being a derby homer when I said that. You know, I truly believe we have two of the best 
quarterbacks in the state of Kansas and uh, two of the best athletes in the state of Kansas, football athletes. I mean, these guys, I mean, they excel in every sport they play, you know. So uh, Lim did a great job. And then, you know, uh, we let Reed Liston get get a couple snaps with some guys and he looked pretty, pretty good, too. And old Reed's got maybe 20 snaps at practice total this whole year. And uh, he I mean, Reed is is such a savior on offense. Defense wanted him this year. But we knew Reed was our backup R. He was a backup Y, X, W. Um, it, it was funny last week when Adler went down, uh, Trey and Zach lost an uncle. So that, that Wednesday when we had to put limit quarterback, they were at a funeral during practice, so they weren't there. Dylan Edwards was throwing up uh, at school, so he left school. He wasn't at practice, so we were left – with zero running backs in practice on Wednesday. So what we said was, all right, that's, that's a great opportunity to get Reed in the backfield. So we switched off Reed and Lim at quarterback and running back just throughout the whole Wednesday practice. And Reed just looked like a natural at both. He's never played running back before, and I was so so happy with the way he I mean he knew how to make the cuts he knew how to get in good pitch relationship as a running back it was it was awesome to see so you know we've got we've got two guys that that haven't repped as much as what what usual starting quarterbacks do but uh um I'm, I've been very very pleased with with uh Lim and Reed coach I know that probably every high school program in the state has a parent organization i know we have a very good parent organization talk a little bit about what they contribute each year and and how they take care of you guys i'll tell you what ours our parent organization is second to none and i think that goes with you know the community that supports it uh uh, shelly roberts uh, alex khan's mom is our our president um and she is she she just does an amazing job. You know, we've had some great ones. You know, last year was was I go and uh, um, it, it it is almost a full time job. Uh, th- there's probably I I think uh, throughout the week I probably spoke with Shelly maybe through email or through uh, phone calls or text messages probably twenty times this week. And uh, that's that's every week with her. And, uh, you know, they have full time jobs, too, but it, it becomes a full time job. But our parents, how much they they help out, you know, uh, Tuesdays, we have starter dinners. We have uh, senior dinners. Um, Thursdays we have team meals and then we have our, our, our team meeting on Thursday nights. Uh, um, Sunday they make coaches dinners for us uh, for why we're game prepping or, or lunch for us. Um, and then they, they've got to run the um, T-shirt sales and all that stuff, the fan shop uh, throughout the week at, at JV games, at freshman games, at varsity games. Um, and then they help out in the community so much too. They, they, they volunteer a lot of time. And I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, especially with all the fundraising we do, especially in the summer with the card sales and with organizing all the, all, all the stuff that goes with that. And then the golf tournament and stuff. Uh, um, we wouldn't be able to function uh, like we do uh, without a parents group. You know, you see all these alternative uniforms that we have. You know, we have the camo uniform. We have the throwback uniform. Um, that's because of the parents group. We have two helmets. Um, the school doesn't give us. They, they buy a green jersey and a white jersey, and that's about it. And they give us green pants. And uh, all the other stuff is through fundraising and our parents group just really, really working hard and the community wanting to help us out and uh, um, do all that. So, 
Um, our parents group is second to none. Um, whenever we need something, they're always there to help. If, if it's manpower, you know, the, uh, like what all the fathers say, they're, they're always voluntold to do stuff. You know, their wives volunteer them to do it. But I'll tell you what, those, the, the ladies that help us in, in our parents club, they, they meet all the time. They, they take phone calls. They communicate with all the other parents. I mean, it's just like an organization. It's like a company. I mean, it just runs so smoothly. Every Sunday, all the parents are getting what to expect the next week and what, what, what's going on. And, I mean, we get this email that's like three pages long. And then, uh, I mean, it's just so detailed in, in all the stuff that we do. So, I mean, it's, you know, we, we talk about green is magic, and, and our parents group is part of that magic. Guys, as we mentioned, we're over here at campus tonight. Uh, talk to us a little bit, uh, Coach Clark, about what we're going to see from them on uh, defense, how we're going to uh, operate, and we'll have Coach Wietrich talk a little bit about how he's going to stop this uh, campus offense. Well, I'll tell you, first thing you're going to see, you can look down to the sideline and you're going to see Coach Olmstead. He's pretty fired up. He does not like campus, and uh, he keeps he keeps this rivalry going with with our group. Uh, Coach O always said he was a part of the last team that ever lost to campus, and he remembers that, and he hates that feeling, and uh, um, he he uh, he has kept it lively and fun throughout the week. So so if you you, you look down on the sideline, you see somebody all red and fired up. That's that's Coach Olmstead, but. Uh, um, anyways, uh, special teams wise, you know, they, they on, on the punt team, they do the shield punt like so many teams have gone to uh, that we def- defended. They do a pretty good job with that. Their punter's pretty good when given a chance to, to punt the ball. Uh, their their punt return team is uh, they they've got some good returners kickoff returns same returners that that do a good job and their kickoff team does a does a, does a really good job flying down down the field. Um, their defense is a three four just kind of like what we saw the last couple of weeks. I think Salina South, Salina Central, uh, Hutch they've all all been a three four team and 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 we're kind of a three four team too. So we see it a lot. So it's nothing new, but they do pose some wrinkles, some new blitzes that we haven't seen, some new coverages. So. Uh, no, we've we've had to prepare for some new stuff. It's just not like we're seeing the same people over and over and over. And then they also have different personnel that you know. Say say we play Hutch and one position doesn't have that good of a guy. You know, campus uh, there there's some areas that that have better guys, and there's some areas they don't have as good as guys as what some other teams that we've had. So so we've had to game plan against personnel and figure out where we're going to try to exploit them and stuff like that. So uh, there. They're a very assignment sound team. Um, you know, this first year um, of a new system, and uh, but but it does not look like a first year for sure. Uh, offensively, um, like you mentioned earlier, they're running the flex bone, and this this coach is his first year at campus. But the guys had a lot of success. He's. Uh, uh, he's a very good coach. He, he's had a lot of success where he's at previously. He was previously at Pratt. Um, Pratt, when he was at Pratt, they won a state title, run the flex bone. So the guy knows what he's doing. Um, and, and yeah, with the flex, I mean, it's always, they're always going to be a different wrinkle. And especially since they've saw our game film last week against Hutch, uh, they're going to have something different for us that we're not, that we're not prepared for. We haven't seen on film yet. So tonight we got to be, we talked to the guys about, being flexible and making sure that uh, whatever wrinkle they 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 bring at us, we're able to adjust and and, and get after it and fix it. So, um, I would like 
our guys. We talked all week about it. We have got to get our stops early. We have to do a lot better job on first down. We have to get them off schedule. If we can do really good on first down and they don't gain yards on first down and get them off schedule, it puts them in a bad position. We also have to do a better job of of not getting them towards midfield. If we get them to midfield, it's four down territory, and that makes the flex bone system really hard to stop if we don't get our, get our stops early. So hopefully the other guys come out. You know, we, we – uh, we do a good job of being physical up front. Our D-line, uh, we, we make our corrections from last week and our outside backers and our inside backers, whether we're stack or, or are doing our regular personnel, um, we're, really, we're really physical and we own the line of scrimmage. That's going to be an advantage for us. Well, Coach, as usual, last question of the night, team health going into the, to tonight's ball game. Well, defensively, we've had a couple guys kind of sick and not, not, not feeling too good. But the uh, last couple of days, they've, they've shown up to practice, so that's good. Uh, golly, our, our defense has been pretty blessed. And let's knock on wood that, that we stay blessed. And uh, offensively, Kevin Washington's looking better and better each day. And, you know, he's such an integral part of our, our offense that, you know, he's calling out the fronts. He's doing everything. He's kind of like our leader up front. So it's good to have him back. He's starting to get back into shape. You know, he took a couple weeks off. Uh, he's doing a great job obviously we don't have grant grant's walking around now he's out of his boot uh that's that's always a positive sign uh we've got a couple guys uh wide receivers hurt uh you know larson was hurt hurt last game a little bit and uh um david sims uh sprained ankle and uh not sure if he's going to play tonight or not um but you know what it's it's just before before the playoffs happen, it's it's just another opportunity to, to build some depth. You know, would would we like Davin and a couple other guys to be able to start for us? Heck yeah, you know. But uh, this, this is just a chance. He's going to be back. Um, but just another chance to create some depth so in playoffs, if somebody goes down mid-game, uh, they know what to do and they have that experience. So when the lights turn on and they're, they're actually out in the field, um, they don't freeze up or anything like that. Guys, as always, uh, appreciate you guys spending some time with us. Good luck. Tired of pesky weeds? TenderCare offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. TenderCare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. Good evening, Panther fans, and uh, this is Doyle Phillips along with Kevin Payne. We're over in Hayesville where the Panthers, the undefeated Panthers, are going to take on the campus Colts. Uh, Campus is 0-6 coming into this thing, but, uh, you know, Kevin, I think we can consider this a little bit of a rivalry. Oh, no doubt. It's always been that way between Derby and Hayesville, and I I don't think things change a lot. I I think if you look over the years – I think the last 40, 50 meetings, uh, campus has come out on top one of those times. But, you know, still just the proximity of it, uh, it uh, makes for an interesting night. Doyle, tonight, uh, campus comes in with a new coach from last year. Uh, Jamie Cruz took over this program. I believe he was at Pratt last year. I think a couple of years ago he won a state championship there. So this, they've got him a coach here that uh, should do a good job. You and I talked about it uh, earlier in the week that, Maybe the difference is that he's trying to run the flex, which we saw last week out of Hutch. It's a system that takes a little while for the kids to learn. Yeah, I, I think if there if there's a downside to this season for uh, campus, it's learning that that's a very very complicated 
assignment sound offense and you know you you've got to you can't just put it in in one week and expect it to go for the whole you know like you like you think it ought to well and again i had somebody today say well you know campus is uh, not playing well right now and they must not have got a good coach and it's like no you you really look at this guy's pedigree and where he came from Pratt's a pretty strong football community, and to uh, be coach of the year, win a state championship there is a, a pretty neat deal. Yeah, it is, and, and that was just a year or two ago, and, and uh, you know, Coach Slade left last year and ended up uh, somewhere up, up in, uh, I believe, up in northeastern Kansas somewhere, up in the Kansas City area, but he'd been here for a while. He kind of turned this program around, and uh, I think that's what Coach Cruz uh intends to do well it's senior night here tonight uh, you and i were watching them as they came out on the field not a lot of seniors on this team it's uh, pretty laden with uh, sophomores and juniors so coach cruz took over uh, a team that uh, on offense anyway only has uh, eight returning uh, starters from last year's team three of those guys on offense five on defense so he's replacing 14 starters and again coming in with a new system it could be a tough tough hill to climb Last week, campus lost to Southeast 18-6. to Doyle, in that loss, campus had just 138 total yards of offense, 136 of that on the ground, two in passing. Yeah, that, that, that you know, and with a flex bone, you know, you, you just don't see those kinds of numbers. Uh, you, you expect to see at least a large amount of rushing yardage. Well, Southeast in that ballgame had 263 yards on the ground, 72 in the air, so you know, pretty dominant performance by Southeast in that win. Uh, they won 18-6, to but not a lot of, uh, as you said, rushing performance by uh, a flexbone team. No, and, and I think they only had a couple yards passing. So, you know, that they uh, they are definitely, uh, uh, I guess, taking it one step at a time with that offense. Well, quarterback for campus tonight is Nathan Bowen, a six-foot, 160-pounder. He's a good runner, still learning the passing game, and, and that's okay, really, if you're in the flex boat. Starting running backs, Braden Tunnel, 5'9", 153, Jacob Dort, 5'10", 155, and Corbin Williams at 5'10", 160. So not a lot of size in that backfield, and we say it every time we play a flex bone team, you better be athletic because that's what this whole offense is predicated off. Well, yeah, and, and uh, you know, on top of that, those four young men you mentioned, none of them are, none of them are seniors. They're all underclassmen. Starting receivers, Alex Klitsing at 6'2", 225, and Tate Rico at 6'5", 170. Well, I, I, I believe Tate, uh, we've seen him in the past, or at least some, some brothers. Yeah, he had a brother, I think, that graduated last year or two years ago that was a very good athlete here at campus. Offensive line-wise, uh, again, not a real big offensive line. Uh, you know, across the board, uh, Vontae Dixon, 6'2", 215, Leighton Brown, 6'2", 222, Brody Jones, 6'2", 280, Barrett Rhodes, six foot two hundred, and Jackson Bradley at six foot two twenty five. So not a lot of size there that we have, which we should have to worry about defensively. No, it, it uh, will match up pretty well with them. Uh, uh, with our front seven, we'll we'll match up pretty well. Yeah, defensively, these guys again return five starters from last year's team, only two seniors. So that tells you how young these guys are. Base three. Four, defense it seems like everyone we plays in a base three four you know one thing coach clark said about him he goes you know these guys are, are, are pretty sound they will try and fly to the football he said what we hope to do is exploit some of their experience and absolutely and, and and i think uh the one freshman they have start i believe he's on the defensive side of the ball and i mean you know that just that just tells you a lot right there in, in the fact they've got 
I think, four seniors out of the 22 starters. Well, on defensive line, you don't see the, those guys up front aren't huge. Avante Dixon, 6'2", 215. Jackson Bradley at 6'2", or 6'2", 225. And the one big guy, Xavier Spone, 6'5", 336. So he's going to be a little bit of a load. But, again, we face a lot bigger offensive and defensive lines. Yeah, there, there's no doubt uh, Spone. He, he will be the nose guard, and he will be hard to handle. Well, and the one thing you got to look at with, with this group, guys, is their secondary. You don't have a, a whole lot of height back there. We know we've got some deep, some receivers that are going in the 6'3 range. So, you know, when they're averaging 5'8", five, 5'9", five, in the secondary, we hope that we can exploit them in the passing game. Yeah, that, that, that's that's the one thing we might be able to do. Well, Doyle, I think that the other thing you look at is I believe campus has four or five guys going both ways. That doesn't usually bode well against a team like Derby. No, uh, they're you know if they've been going both ways all year, then maybe they're in pretty good shape for it. But uh, you know, then and this is not a real real hot night, so uh, that will help in that regard. No, and, and as you said, it's not a hot night. I think right now it's sixty seven degrees. Uh, winds uh, been a factor all day, really. But uh, right now they're down to about twenty two miles per hour to the south southeast. Uh, some gusts at thirty, but. They're, they're saying that uh, here shortly the wind should die down and we should end this ball game somewhere in the low 60s. So really a nice night for football. Ab- absolutely a great night for football. Doyle, last week the Panthers, of course, came off of another uh, victory uh, in, in that ball game. Uh, Panthers had uh, 156-7, to 414 total yards of offense, 292 of the, on the ground, 122 in passing. Not a bad night, particularly for Junior Lim Wash. No, it was not a bad night for Lim. He uh, he passed the ball pretty well for his first, basically his first start at quarterback. Rushing-wise, Trey Washington was 15 carries for 138 yards and a touchdown. Lim Wash, seven carries for 74 yards and four touchdowns. And the junior, Reed Liston, uh, three carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. Well, we saw him in that dual role of being able to play quarterback, being able to play receiver, long snapper. So, you know, Reed can do uh, about anything. Yes, he can, and he does it all well. Passing uh, Lim Wash last week, 10 for 17, 122 yards and a touchdown. Jacob Karsak had a nice night, four catches for 41 yards. As we said, Reed listed two catches for 41 and a touchdown. And Kavian Walker, our, our big uh, guy, had two catches for 18 yards. But more importantly, you, you got to look at how the defense played again. They stepped up. They played the uh, flex bone pretty well. Uh, Hutch had 217 total yards of offense, 191 of that on the ground. And Doyle, I think, it sets us up well to play another flex bone team again tonight. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, it'll be back-to-back weeks playing a flex bone offense. And, uh, you know, that's not going to be a bad thing for the Panthers. Uh, you know, they worked on it all week. And I think before the game, uh, Coach Wietrich, he indicated, well, yeah, it's good to have that. But he said they also know what – they look at our video and they they know what we're going to do, so they'll adjust there. But, uh, you know, regardless of that, they still got two weeks in on, on the flexbone offense. But as uh, Coach Clark talked about a little bit ago, we do have some injuries tonight. Again, you won't see Grant Adler. You'll see Lem Wash in the ball game. So, you know, hopefully we can come out of this thing, uh, uh, you know, healthy and uh, set ourselves up for a, a big game next week against Mays. I'm going to take a little time here before we get into the starting lineups. We're about three and a half minutes away from the start of the game and uh, kind of give you the results in the AVCTL Division One from last week. Uh, Derby, of course, beat Hutch 56-7. Southeast over campus 18-6. Salina Central 47, Newton 14, and Mays 51. Salina South 
seven, and I was told that game was like three, three nothing or something at uh, at halftime. Uh, games tonight: ABCTL Division One. Mays, they're six and zero. Oh, they're at Salina Central, four and two. Hutch, one and five at Salina South, also one and five. And Eisenhower, they're four and two at Newton, who is two and four. And and again, your Panthers are here at campus. They're six and zero. Oh, campus is zero oh and six. Starting lineup for tonight: on the offensive side, on the offensive line, senior Alex Kahn, six six two eighty. Sophomore Jonas Vickers, 6'1", 285. Senior Kevin Washington, 5'11", 300. Senior Philip Eisenhower, 6'4", 280. And sophomore Alex Key, 6'1", 225. Tight end, senior Jacob Karsak, 6'2", 205. Your wide receivers, junior Reed Liston, 6'1", 180. Senior Aaron Larson, 5'11", 170. And senior Kavion Walker, 6'3", 220. Your running back, senior Trey Washington, 5'10", 195. And your starting quarterback, junior Lim Wash, 5'9", 185. On the defensive side, front three, senior Daniel Archer, 6'2", 230. Senior Tyler Dorsey, 6'2", 245. Senior Seth Smith, 5'11", 195. Your linebacker, junior Luke Stewart, 5'11", 190. Senior Jared Knoll, 6'1", 180. Junior Jack Heilman, 5'9", 185. And junior Colson Searing, 6'1", 200. Cornerback, senior Terry Ginyard, 5'9", 155. And Brecken Kuzer, also a senior, 5'10", 170. Your safeties are junior Tanner Knox, 5'11", 175. And senior Liddell Clemens, 6'1", 180. Those are your starters as we have them. We are ready to go here in Hayesville. Although Derby uh, won the toss, but they uh, uncharacteristically, decided, big word there, decided to uh, receive the football. So they'll be defending the north end zone and getting the ball to start tonight's ballgame. High and over end is going to go into the end zone. The Panthers are going to have it on about the twenty on the twenty yard line for their first possession of the night. Well, as we said, the wind is blowing out of the uh, south southeast, so it got up in the air a little bit and took it into the end zone. But again, uh, not something you see out of Coach Clark a lot: uh, winning the toss and electing to receive. And normally he likes to put his defense out there and then get the ball to start the second half. But uh, evidently, he wants to get the offense out and get Lim Wash lead loosened up. Wash and Washington are in the backfield. Panthers have the huge line splits to start this first possession. They give it to Washington. Big hole straight up the middle, 30, 35, 40, 50. Finally brought down just short of the 45-yard line. Big gain on first down for Trey Washington. As you said, Derby came out with big line splits and spread campus out and Trey Washington had a huge hole to run through and then just exploited the uh, secondary and picks up big yardage. They give him progress down to the campus 43-yard line, first and 10 from there. Again, no score. We've just started. That was the first play from scrimmage. Give it again to Washington. Gets inside the 30, down close to the 25. Uh, He's just uh, making it look easy now going up the middle. Doyle, I'm looking down at uh, one of the big – Defensive lineman that's phone for campus. He's listed at six five three thirty six. He's a horse. I mean, he. You look down at him, and he's all of that. He, yeah, he, he's good sized young man. And what looks like Wash cuts up, gets an alley, gets inside the fifteen, inside the ten to about the nine yard line. First and goal, Panthers. Well, that's three plays, and Derby is just eating up yardage. We started this uh, on our own twenty, and now we're inside the. 10-yard line sitting on the nine, so three plays, big yardage. 
First and goal from the nine, 11, 11 minutes to go. Wash on a keeper. Then he pitches it out to Washington, who just finds a nice running lane in for the touchdown. Well, and again, it was just an option play. He waited until the last second, pitched it out to uh, Trey, and he cuts up inside off a nice block by one of our wide receivers, and Panthers are on the board uh, very early. You know, truth be known, I think Lynn probably could have taken it in, but he, he did the right thing. I mean, he, he pitched the ball just like he should have, and uh, Panthers are in for the score. They now lead 6-0. And we think that's Simmons. There's a bit that's of a different Knox. number. I think that's Knox kicking. Well, it's left footer like Simmons. Well, it, it, it is Knox's number. That's Knox's number. So, so we're, we're going to give Knox credit for that one. Uh, but you never, you know, some of these uniforms they they have different numbers every week. We just try to recognize them by their gait and, and what size they are. And, and well, uh, Coach Clark talked about that a little bit, uh, you know, earlier tonight that. You know, the parent club and how we have so many different sets of uniforms, and you you hit it spot on that, you know, some of these uniforms don't have all the numbers, but I, I know that Tanner does do some kicking, so I, I just, when I saw the number 14, I assume it's, that's who it was. We're going to give him credit for it, that's for sure. Knocked it right through there. I think back deep for is Braden Tunnel for the Colts. These, these guys have very... Numbers are very hard to read, Campus does, and uh, we'll try to pick them up as we can. But from where we're at, they're pretty hard to read. Kicking off for the Panthers, it looks like it's going to be Knox again. So maybe uh, Simmons is, maybe he's hurt. We don't know. We're not, we shouldn't speculate, but Knox is kicking off. Knox is a left footer. He's approaching the football. High end over end is going to be short, taking it about the 25-yard line. It hit immediately. Great coverage by the Panthers special teams. That's where Campus will have it to start this possession, trailing 7-0 with 10.55 left. You know, Doyle, uh, John Kelly and I were just talking. We're wondering if possibly that Simmons could have a soccer game tonight. Uh, he's a, a dual uh, athlete, so he does play soccer as his primary sport, kicks for us uh, on Friday nights. And you may be spot on there. Straight ahead to the fullback. Picks up very little yardage on first down. It's going to be second down and probably nine and a half to go and campus uh, really we say this every week they can ill afford to get down big early in this ball game you know you gotta you gotta move the football they i think four plays and the panthers scored on that first drive derby's in in their five linebacker set it looks like and a single safety so it's gonna be second down and long Straight ahead again. No, the quarterback kept it. He gets maybe a yard, maybe two. He's out to the 31. So it's going to be third down and about eight, seven, excuse me. As we said, this is a flex bone team, so you don't expect them to throw the football a whole lot. Uh, Derby is ready for it from playing Hutch last week. Panthers lead in this one 7-0. We're just uh, 9.50 left in the first quarter, so the game is uh, – 
just got started. It's third and about seven for campus. Quarterback's Bowen. Show motion. They pitch it to the motion man. He gets to the outside. Gets tripped up out there. Going to be short of the first down. Looked like Knox on the stop. Well, Dwayne, you talk about this flex bone. You know, I know a couple of years ago, Coach Cornelson went over to Hutch, and he didn't want to run the flex bone, but he fell back into it because those kids knew the system so well. I can't even imagine going to 6A football and not knowing the uh, flex and trying to teach it one year and playing the likes of Derby. It's pretty tough. That's that's a pretty tough hill for these guys to climb, but they'll be okay. Back deep for the Panthers. Oh, a high snap. Panthers nearly blocked it. Took a took a campus bounce, a good campus bounce. So what could have been a catastrophe ended up at least getting out to the Panther 41. 8.54 left. Panthers have the ball on their own 41. They lead 7-0. This is their second possession of the night. And as you said, you got to give campus some credit even pulling that snap down because it was very high. Panthers probably did the right thing by uh, not trying to block it because uh, you sure didn't want to get a, a roughing penalty there. Trips to the near side for the Panthers. Again, they give it to Washington, makes a couple guys miss, then kind of reverses his field. He's going to pick up maybe a yard, maybe two, and he probably shouldn't have had any. Yeah, and Trey had a bit of a hole there, and as he reversed field, he, he did some dancing around and uh, was fortunate to pick up a couple yards. Second and eight, Panthers lead 7-0. Again, Washington gets the outside, nice stiff arm. He picked up three, maybe four. There's a late flag, and I'm going to guess it's probably going to be on the Panthers. Yeah, it's in that vicinity of holding and uh you know what I got to like about campus on the, on the last two plays? They've kind of put a hat on Trey Washington. That time Trey tried to get to the outside and campus uh, set the edge for him. We'll wait and see what the white cap calls here, but I'm thinking it's going to be a hold. And it is a hold on the Panthers, so that's going to move it back 10 yards. Going to be about a second down with about 18 yards to go. Panthers lead 7-0, 8.20 to go here in the first quarter. Now, Panthers have yet to put the ball in the air that first drive. They didn't need to. This is uh, bringing up second quite a bit longer, and we know that uh, Lim's got a good arm. Second and 18. Lim kind of looking to, for the option, pitches it out to Washington. Big gain, going to be short of the first down, however, but he's going to be manageable on third down. Yeah, Trey that time got to the edge. He just shows such good speed, and he picks up a, a big chunk of what, what we lost on the penalty. It'll be third down and about five for the Panthers. They lead 7-0. Again, they give it to Washington. He gets hit at the line of scrimmage, and it's going to be fourth down for the Panthers. So a good defensive stand by the Colts. If the Panthers decide not to go for it on fourth down. And Panthers actually lost yardage on the play. They're going to go for it. Fourth and about six, maybe close to seven. They lead 7-0. We're in the first quarter. They're letting the play clock. It's just on 24, so there's no, no reason to get in a hurry to make the play. Oh, and they drew campus off sides. 
on the hard count. I, I it, well, maybe Derby moved. It sure looked like it was campus. Wow. The the line judge called it on campus, but he must have called it on campus and said to the white cap, Derby. Well, Dur and, and it could be the white cap said, Hey, I saw the Derby guy move, but yeah, it's unfortunately that may change Coach Clark's call here with uh, fourth and now about uh, 12. Panthers lead 7-0. They're, they're at least going to – they're at least lining up like they're going to go for it. Plenty of time on the play clock. Again, Panthers lead 7-0. This is their second possession. The Colts played this second possession very well so far. Back to pass goes Wash. Got a bit of a screen to Liston. First down and more. Down around the 40-yard line of campus. <laughs> Give Reed Liston credit. He caught this little screen pass. Cut back against Grain. That's how the play's designed. You know, picks up enough yards for the first down. Good call by the coaching staff. Well, that's got to be a blow to, to the campus defense. I mean, they the first three plays, they pretty well handled Derby and that little quick screen. First down. Again, back to pass goes Wash. Just over, over the head of Kavion Walker. Well, and that's some of those mismatches that we were talking about. You got Walker out there at uh, nearly 6'4", and you got a, a guy that's 5'9", trying to guard him. It, it, it was a good, you know, it was just a little bit high. He, he was covered pretty well by the uh, campus defender, but again, a huge mismatch physically. Panthers lead 7-0. First quarter action. Wash on a keeper. Gets a nice running lane, 30-20. Touchdown, Panthers. <laughs> and that's uh, Lim Wash on an option play duel. He looked out at Trey and, and just gave a little shoulder bob and made the campus guys think he was going to pitch it. He found a little bit of seam and just outran the campus defenders. Yeah, that, that young man has some pretty good speed. I don't, I, don't th- I don't think we've seen it yet. I mean, I think he can run faster than that. But, yeah, it was just a great, great option play by Lim. Again, we've got Knox out to attempt the extra point. Panthers lead 13-0 first quarter it looks good from here we'll wait on the officials and it is so with 656 to go the panthers lead now 14-0 we're in the first quarter and if you're if you're campus again you don't want to get too down in this ball game it is senior night over here and you're playing a pretty strong team in derby well we got a second let's give a shout out to our game night sponsors tonight's broadcast derby panther football on alive 105 kdkq 1059 fm is sponsored in part by these great local derby businesses tender care lawn and landscape will height auto service confederated builders mjb heating and cooling derby junior football radio shack of derby the derby informer express water and hardscapes Biddle's Automotive, and Pizza John's. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on a live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Kevin, we're kicking off again with 6.56 left. Panthers extend their lead 14-0. They had a big fourth down and looked like fourth and 12 or 13 yards to go. They picked that up and two more plays, they're in the end zone. And again, good blocking on the screen pass out to Liston, and he cuts the ball up, does what he's supposed to do, and knows where the yard markers are to get the first. Just a little pooch kick. Ball's on the ground. Ball's on the ground out there. Panthers have it. The the receiver for campus 
was bumped into by his own player, and I think the ball came loose, and the officials were saying the Panthers had it. Well, it was. It was just a high pooch kick, and everybody got around it. And As you said, I think one of their guys blocked into it. Panthers were there at the same time. They just didn't have a chance, and uh, now they're. I guess they had a penalty. They waved it off, so the bright call. Panthers have the football again. Well, I think they were probably calling kick, 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 catch interference, but uh, there was no way because the uh, campus player backed into the receiver. So it's going to be first and ten. Panthers from the thirty-five. They already lead fourteen-zero. We're still in the first quarter. Six fifty left. Panthers have another golden opportunity. Karzak goes in motion. Lim Wash pitches it out to Washington. 20. Now he's given ground. Now he's inside the 20. 15. Gets down to about the 12, 13 yard line after a nice run. You got to like how Lim Wash and Trey Washington run the option. I mean, Lim doesn't get a ton of snaps prior to, to Grant going down. They run it very fast, very well timed, and the pitch is late. It just works out well, and Lim uh, makes makes the play uh, work on the option. First and ten. Wash on a keeper straight up the middle makes a couple of guys miss. Still on his feet. Nice spin move into the end zone. I tell you what, as I said over week over over week, how do you defend the option Derby has? Whether it's Grant Adler, Lim Wash. You know, if you're a defensive coordinator, you got to look up and go, man, how many beasts do they have in the in the backfield? It's going to be interesting to see how things go the rest of the night. I mean, that that was a good run by Lim Wash. Uh, he showed some good moves, some and and some power running. Extra point is up, and it is also good. So with six twenty-seven left in the first quarter. Panthers now lead 21-0. Well, and so far it's just looked easy. I mean, we, we got to call it what it is. Panthers are just eating up huge amounts of yardage. It's going to be first and ten Panthers, or not first and ten Panthers. They're going to be kicking off. And this will be, I believe, campus's second possession of the night, and they trail 21-0. But, Doyle, as we said on that pitch play, you look at the timing of it, then you see how how – the first one, how Washington cuts back against the grain, ends up clear on the other sideline, just makes guys miss. And, you know, these guys, uh, for the most part, do try and run north and south. They make a guy miss, and then they get the ball cut back up the field, which is a good tribute to Coach Olmstead that teaches uh, the running backs. You bet. You bet. Kicking off again will be Knox. How unusual is that that you have your your kicker and your other your backup kicker and both of them are left footed? Braden Tunnel back deep and another little pooch kick. Campus just lets it drop and the Panthers grab it. Wow, you know, and I I don't really understand. I know it's a pooch kick. It's it's Tanner Knox kicking the football. Yeah, that's a well placed pooch kick and Campus just you got to get under it. You can call a fair catch. There's a lot of things you can do instead. They just kind of back up, and they make it easy for Derby. It's going to be Derby's ball on about the 44-yard line. And that's, you know, to me, that's just two mistakes by campus. Uh, you know, we've got a kicker here that's not our regular kicker, and he can't get it deep. So Coach Clark's just letting him pooch it, and uh, campus is not reacting to it. 
Panthers lead 21-0. Again, Washington, he gets down close to the 35. You know, at this point in the game, it's just the speed of the game. It's just so obvious how much quicker Derby is than campus. And, uh, you know, you go back to Tanner Knox's kick, and it's a very high pooch kick. That looks like it has a little backspin on it, making it easy. Back to pass goes Wash. Over the wide open, Karzak, touchdown Panthers. <laughs> I was sitting there. I, I don't even know. He was so wide open. I don't know that half the people saw him. I was sitting there trying to point at you, and Karzak was downfield. No one around him. He catches the ball and just walks into the end zone. So nice pass from Lem Wash out to uh, Jacob Karsak. Panthers quickly are up in this ball game now, 27 to nothing. No, we're still we're five fifty eight still in the first quarter. This is uh, crazy. Again, Knox for his fourth extra point attempt. Good snap, good hold. A little bit of a line drive kick, but it's still high enough to get through the crossbar. So Panthers now lead twenty eight zero with still five fifty eight to go in the first quarter. Uh, we knew that it, uh, campus hadn't had a whole lot of success this year, but uh, you sure don't expect uh, in a half uh, of the first quarter to already be up by four scores. Well, again, the last two kickoffs, they just they just didn't handle those kickoffs correctly. Uh, like you said, you can call a fair catch anywhere. And, uh, you know, the last one, they just let it hit the ground. Right, and, and you're exactly, you pull those guys up, you pull your second row up and go, hey, it's up like that, our safe bet especially against a kicking team like Derby that flies to the football, just get your arm up, call a fair catch, and get out of here. Yeah, that's 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 the easiest way to do it, and uh, they just haven't haven't adapted to that yet. You kind of wonder if Coach Clark's going to do it again, or if he's going. But here, the first kickoff, I think it was just made it to about the fifteen. So, well, and Tanner's kicking in again to a pretty into stiff the win. wind. Yes, absolutely correct. Panthers in their white helmets, white jerseys with green numbers and green pants. Another uniform combo. This is just a kick that's down about at the 20. And again, the, the, the young man dropped it. And, uh, you know, there's a loose ball for a second. And the ball was kicked pretty well. And you can hear the campus fans kind of going, catch the football. I mean, that was nearly disaster for campus once again. They're going to have the ball now on about the 22. Oh, it looks like 22-yard line. Again, Bowen is Bowen is, is the quarterback. But if you're Derby you, on this flex, you can kind of sell out to the run. And, and uh, you know, a defensive as aggressive as ours, uh, that's not a good thing if you're campus. Tunnel, Dorton, and Williams in the backfield with him. First and 10 from the 22. Panthers 28, campus nothing. Pass just out of the reach of the – looked like one of the running backs just ran a fly pattern down the sideline. And we see we see that with the flex. Every now and then, a lot of times it's a tight end. You see release and go downfield. That time he came out of the uh, backfield and uh, he was open. The quarterback just couldn't hit him, and that's what we were talking about on Derby kind of selling out on the run. And that pass looked like it was intended for a uh, tunnel and uh, – it's just over his head. Second and ten. I think last week we said campus had two yards passing the football. 
get a pitch to the near side. Panthers smother that after three, maybe four yards on second down. Yeah, he's mad out there by Ginyard, Knox. Uh, I mean, you know, there, there's just uh, you, you got to get to the edge, and we're playing at such a fast level that uh, these guys just haven't had a chance. Going to be third down and, uh, oh, it looks like about six. Panthers lead 28-0. We're still in the first quarter. Clock moving. It's like 5-10 to go in the first quarter. Luke Stewart also in on that tackle. Boy, Luke Stewart's another one of those guys that's really came into his own this year. Again, third and six. Campus trails 28-0. Back to pass. Just kind of throwing it up. Good coverage by Ginyard. We're going to get a penalty marker. I don't uh, know call who... pass interference, I think, on the play on Ginyard. Ginyard was looking back at the football, and it wasn't like he, you know, he was looking, he was trying to catch the football, but the official didn't see it that way. It doesn't look like. Now, unfortunately, that'll uh, give campus a first down and uh, move the ball out to about the uh, their own 41-yard line. Well, again, I, I could see that call if uh, Ginyard wouldn't have been looking back at the football. And uh, he had him shielded. Maybe that was the call. He had him shielded. The ball was inside. And uh, maybe that was the reason for the call. Nevertheless, first and 10 from the campus 41. Pitch to the far side. Good tackle out there, one-on-one by Luke Stewart. Yeah, Luke grabbed him right around the uh, ankles and pulls him down for a very little game. It'll be second and like second and nine. Panthers lead 28-0. I think Campus realizes Derby's trying to sell out, so they've uh, put the ball in the air twice uh, here uh, in the last this last drive. 4-10 to go, first quarter. Second and nine. Handoff straight up the middle. Very little gain, if any, on second down. Well, that's that, that front defensive line and linebackers that uh, Coach Wietrich keeps talking about. They were uh, immediately in on that play. Well, we got an injured campus player on the field. Again, Panthers are leading this one 28 28 nothing. We're still in the first quarter. Uh, young man is. Uh, down looked like maybe a lineman we can't pick up a number yeah, he went down early and uh, he's he's kind of moving around on the field and, uh, finally the uh, campus uh, coaches and the medical team that are out there attending to him. let's hope it's not anything too serious yeah we don't we don't want anybody hurt but Doyle, as, as we said coming over to campus tonight it's a little bit of a rivalry game but uh, you know we kind of did some history and i think coach clark was kind of jabbing at coach o a little bit saying you know, Coach Olmstead stays up for these ball games because I, I think the last time that Derby got beat was uh, uh, Coach Olmstead's senior year. And he said, "You know, Coach isn't going to let any of these guys forget that." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's. I guess that's good that he's not allowing it. I think you even chimed in that uh, they, the, you guys beat campus back in, in your days. So. Yeah, back in my day, we only won one game, and 
we put it on campus pretty good. I'm so. glad to see the young man is up and uh, walking off on his own, so that's a good sign. He was kind of holding his back, so you know, hopefully, he's, hopefully he'll be all right. But he, but like you said, he is walking off under his own power, and and that that's usually a pretty good sign. Third down and long. Panthers lead 28-0. We're just in the first quarter. Pitch on a kind of a reverse and knifing from his safety spot is Tanner Knox. Tanner Knox looked like he got a shot out of a cannon on that play, and he came in very low, hit the guy, and uh, they're going to lose big yardage. Brings up fourth and long now. They lost probably, I'm going to guess, six yards on that play. And again, T- Tanner just flew out of nowhere, made a good one-on-one tackle for a bit of a loss. Now it's Panthers going to receive the punt. Looks like Ginyard and Washington are back. They're standing on about the 25. High snap again. Blocked. Blocked. That was blocked. It was a high snap. It was blocked. You know, you got to chuckle sometimes. I hear one of the fans down below saying, roughing the kicker, roughing the kicker. Well, the ball was blocked. So, you know, Panthers did a good job that time coming at the right angle and at uh, another uh, special teams play that does not come up well for campus. Yeah, that's back-to-back-to-back special team efforts that have really not worked well for them. Two minutes, 44 seconds left. Panthers lead 28-0, and they got a great field position on the 23-yard line of the Colts. Back to pass goes Wash. Little screen pass out in the flat. Looked like Larson. He's going to pick up five or six yards, but there is a penalty marker. That's good to see Larson back in the, in the ball game. He set out a couple weeks with injury, and you know the way that sets up, uh, you, you do have to assume that it's going to be a, either a block in the back or a hold. We'll wait and see. That's been about the only thing that stopped the Panthers tonight. A couple of penalties. Other than that, campus has really had no answer for the Panther offense. Well, it was evidently looked like it might have been a hold. They marked off 10 yards from the spot of the foul, so that moved the ball all the way back to the 38-yard line. They have to get the line to gain is the 14 or 13-yard line for the Panthers. Back to pass. Wash. Over the middle, caught it looked like Kavion Walker. Oh, yeah, I was just looking downfield. We we definitely don't need the extracurricular downfield. Uh, we had a, an offensive lineman that I think just kind of did a great job of uh, taking care of his defender and looked like there was going to be some extracurricular afterwards. It's going to be – they got third down and ten. Ball's on the ground. Uh, campus may have got that. They did. That's just a bad handoff between uh, Lim and Trey, and unfortunately, the ball falls to the ground, and campus guy's right there to recover. 2.05 left. Campus takes over after the turnover. Panthers lead 28-0. They were threatening before the turnover. Yeah, keep in mind, I mean, that's 28 points scored uh, in about 10 minutes of the ball game, and you got campus guys uh, – about four of them going both ways, so these guys are going to get winded quickly. Here we go, first and ten from the looks like 20, 22 yard line. 
for the Colts. They show motion. They hand it off to the up back. Does not get back to the line of scrimmage, I don't believe. It'll depend on the spot. <clears throat> okay. Panthers are playing them pretty tight. I mean, they're they're playing everyone up tight in the box. You know, I was watching uh, the linebackers or safety. I mean, they are reading this uh, this uh, flex bone very well. Clock moving about a minute forty to go in the first quarter. Panthers lead twenty eight zero. They've pretty much had their way with the Colts so far tonight. Second and ten. Again, Panthers packing the box tight. They've got a timeout campus. Looks like, you know, I don't really know what their head coach looks like. Uh, having never seen him before, he is he is new. He does come from Pratt. And, uh, again, he won a state championship a couple of years ago running the flex at Pratt. And, and again, you don't you – don't, go to a place like Pratt, win a state championship, get named coach of the year, and not have coaching ability. I think he just came into a situation with very few seniors. He's trying to instill his offense. You know, much like Coach Clark that first year, you know, he comes in and he he has a one and eight season and then gradually it just starts popping and you get your system in place the way you want to do things. I think that's exactly what he's doing here. I think uh, I think he's got a little bit of a building process but uh you know if you persevere and and you get your athletes going and you know this time next year he'll be way better than he was this year or is this year 28-0 panthers halfback pass wide open caught panthers are chasing but it's going to be a touchdown campus and, you know, you got to give him credit. He called the timeout. This is a team that had two passing yards last week. They just hit a long bomb against the Panthers. It was a well-thrown ball. The receiver was 10 yards behind the Panthers. They just sold out on the run. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a trickery, a bit of trickery. Uh, but, you know, you do what you have to do when you're trailing 28-0. And, uh, you know, that was a, you know, you got you to gotta call it what it was. That was a 14-point turnaround. You know, it could just as easily be 35-0, but instead it's 28-6, the extra point to follow. You're exactly right. Panthers put the ball on the ground, and uh, it gives campus an opportunity to uh, keep the Panthers out of the end zone, and then they throw the home run, and uh, they, they're on the board. The extra point looks good, and it is. So with 108 left in the first quarter, it's now Panthers 28, Campus 7, and that was about a 70-yard touchdown pass. Well, you know, that's the thing that coaches talk about over and over and over with the flex is, hey, you know, we can't get complacent about the passing game, and Campus just exposed us there. And, you know, really, Derby is, uh, as I said, they've been selling out on the run. I mean, that's what they're doing. And, you know, last week against Hutch, you could tell that they had a little bit of that in their mind of, hey, we got to watch the pass. At that time, they just bit hard on the run, and it uh, came up and uh, and got him. Well, and, and like you said, he was wide open. I mean, it wasn't wasn't even there wasn't a Panther within ten yards of him when the ball was in the air. I think Terry Ginyard closed some ground, but he was so far behind at that point that uh, you know he just ran out of field. 
they did close ground on him. They, they sure did. But like you said, they, he got to the end zone before they could really close it. Last time campus started the ball game kicking and uh, kicked it well into the end zone, they've still got the benefit of having a nice south wind behind them. Yeah, I don't know what it's blowing right now. It just appears like it's blowing 15 to 20 probably. And, uh, you know, that's going to – well, we've seen a lot of football, a lot of scoring in, in 11, just under 11 minutes of the first quarter. High end over end, it's going to be fielded, going to hit it about the 12. Picked up, it looks like, by Washington. He's out to the 30, 35. Oh, looks like a face pass. Yeah, they caught it. It's gonna, he's going to be out to about the 37, and there's going to be a face mask on the Colts. Yeah, and that's one of those ones you, you just hope Trey gets up from because he was running full speed. The kid grabbed his face mask and pulled him down by the helmet. So uh, officials saw that. I was going to say, if you don't see that, uh, I think everyone in the house did. Yeah, he, he threw his flag late, but he, he did see it, and that's the important thing. And uh, that's going to move it probably 15 yards from there, so it's going to put it out probably into campus territory. Uh, yeah, Trey Washington and KV on Walker back returning that right before the kick. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, they switched spots, so the coaches probably felt like, hey, he's going to kick it to the right side. We want Trey under this. Panthers lead 28-7. They now have the ball on the 47-yard line of Hayesville after the penalty markoff. Washington, nice hole, makes a couple guys miss, gets down around the 25-yard line, enough for a first down. You know, make Joel, that last, last week, we were, after the first half, we were averaging 11 yards per carry. I don't think tonight's any different. It may be more of an average than that. Well, he got down to the 35. I said 25. I was wrong. Clock moving. We're 45 seconds. Panthers lead 28-7. Again, just a pitch out to Washington. Corner played that very well. No gain by the Panthers. Yeah, he played it very well. His train tried to juke him, and uh, he caught him right at the point of attack uh, for no yards. If anything, yeah, I was going to say they lost about a yard. Clock moving. About 20, under, under 20 seconds. They really don't have to run a play here in the second or first quarter. Again, Washington, he's going to get maybe back to the line of scrimmage. Looks like about four seconds left. Washington did go out of bounds. And you know, Coach Clark, this offensive unit, they weren't real tickled with uh, you know turning the ball over on the last series of downs, and then they give up a touchdown. So uh, I'll guarantee you, Coach Clark wants points on the board here. It's going to be... Third down for the Panthers. By going out of bounds, that evidently stopped the clock. They lead 28-7. Third and long, third and about 12. Wash keeps it, goes straight up the middle. He's going to get a first down right on the last play of the first quarter. Panthers lead this. 28-7, 28-7, they're on the move. This is Panther Football Alive 105. We'll be back. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. 
The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sport leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at Derby Rec. Well, we're back in Hayesville where the Panthers lead uh, 28-7. They are on the move. They're going to have a first down at about the 20, between uh, 25 and a half, 24 and a half yard line. They lead 28-7. Well, and as, as I said, Coach Clark wants points on the board. He doesn't like when you mis-execute. At the last series, Panthers didn't look good on it, and then it turns around and campus uh, capitalizes. So, Coach Clark, it doesn't matter which unit it is, first team, second team, he wants uh, wants his plays to be executed properly. Panthers threaten. Again, they scored first four times they hit the ball. Back to pass goes Wash. Wide open. Looks like it's caught out there by Reed Liston. Oh, now they're saying he dropped it. Wow. Okay. Incomplete. Yeah, uh, Reed kind of, it was kind of low. Reed fell to the ground trying to catch it. I thought he had it, but, uh, again, you know, I was trying to look over at the coach's staff or Reed, and there wasn't any complaints, so I, I assume he must have uh, just put it on the ground. Looked like he had it from here, and, you know, of course, the officials, they have the, they have the prime look. Again, back to pass. Wash has got a man wide open, Karzak. Touchdown, Panthers. Wow, man, Lim Wash that time. You know, he looked like a pro quarterback. He stayed in the pocket. The pocket kind of collapses. He steps in out of out of the danger. That's how you're taught to do it. And he just finds a wide open car sack out there. Just nice, uh, nice composure by the junior. Well, and it looked like he was, you know, you, you could have had a case for him running. But he just kind of pulled up and, and found car sack out in the open for the score. And the, the extra point by Knox is no good. But with looks like 11, 15, 11.45 to go in the half, Panthers now lead 34 to 7. Yeah, and as said, when you step back in the pocket, you, you see that, uh, you know, if you watch good football on Saturday or Sunday, you'll see those quarterbacks, they're in the pocket, they let the, the, the pressure, they count on their offensive linemen, they step up to get out of harm's way. And you're right, Lim Wash on that play, he stepped up, did what he was supposed to, and probably could have run it, and he just more or less shot gun past it. To a wide open car sack, so you got to like his his uh, the vision, the way he looks downfield, and how well he handled himself on that play. You know, a couple weeks ago, I asked Coach if if they have certain receivers they want to uh, throw to on each play. They just call a play for X receiver, and he goes, "Nope." So they look around, try to find the open man, and I think that's what happened there with Lim Wash. He surveyed the field, found car sack running free for a touchdown. And there are times in the offense that they do target it. You know, they'll target a guy. When you have athletes like Lim or Grant Adler that uh, can scope down the field and they look and they check off and they see a guy open, that's uh, when you know you got some pretty talented quarterbacks. Kicking off would be Knox. Going to be taken at about the 10. By tunnel, he gets out close to the 20, then is driven back. They're probably giving him progress to the 21 or 22. That's where they'll have it first and 10. 
Yeah, Panther uh, kick team was downfield again very quickly. Knox uh, showed a pretty good leg getting the ball down to the 10. Well, again, you know, <laughs> first game he's kicked, and uh, he's doing a good job. First quarter was pretty much all Panthers till the last minute when uh, Campus uh, hit the long bomb to uh, put points on the board. Panthers lead 34-7. to seven. In the in the game at corner for the Panthers is Amari Ramirez. They give it on a handoff. It's out to about the twenty five, so picked up a couple on first down. Yeah, he's blasted that time. It looked like uh Jack Heilman was in on the play, uh Kuzer came in on the play and I I was trying to see uh who was at the bottom of it? I think Daniel Archer. So, you know, three Panthers uh, pretty much lowered the boom on campus. Panthers lead 34-7. Clock moving, 11-10 to go in the half. Second and about eight for the Colts. Quarterback on a keeper, Bowen. He gets maybe a couple more yards. It's going to be third and about six. Dan Archer again on the tackle. And uh, here's your campus. you got to get, get out of this into the field. they got third and long. And, you know, you, you're going to be punting into a stiff wind if you don't get uh, first down. Third and six. They have the line to gain is the 33-yard line. Setting on the 27. Panthers lead 34 to 7. Back to pass goes Bowen. Pretty good defense out there by the Panthers that time. It was, uh, looked like it was Ramirez on the coverage. Yeah, and he tried to fit the ball in, and Ramirez has nice coverage. So, yeah, I go back to campus, had two passing yards last week and you know they've thrown the ball now six or seven times here in the first half against the Panthers. Well I think they've got to to kind of loosen them up some because uh, like you said we are selling out on the run when you do that 90% of the time like Campus does or Hutch does you kind of got to do that kind of thing and once in a while you got to throw a pass to loosen them up. See how the snap is. The last two snaps have been very, very high. Campus trails 34-7. That was a good snap. Had plenty of time. Got pretty good leg on it. Going to be taken by Ginyard at the 48. Into campus territory. 40, 30, 20. Ginyard, touchdown Panthers. I'll tell you what. Terry Ginyard's had a couple of highlight uh, touchdowns in the last two weeks. That one was, uh, was pretty. He made a nice catch on it. Made one cut. Just showed his speed as he worked downfield about the five-yard line. He had to cut back in against the grain, but uh, Terry Ginyard took it to the house pretty quickly. Yeah, that, that was a nice, uh, looked like 52-yard punt return. And back on again is Tanner Knox for the extra point. It's now 40-7. to seven. Special teams have come up big for the Panthers tonight so far. Good snap, good hold, and the kick is good, so... We have 9.55 left in the first half. Panthers now lead 41-7, and uh, that, was, that, was a, that was a nice punt return by Terry Ginyard. Well, and I'll tell you what, Dooley, the speed of this Panther team this year is phenomenal when you think of 
again, you're getting outside Trey Washington and Lim Wash, and Grant Adler, when he gets in the, you know, I mean, he's a guy that can, can flat move and people uh, are surprised. They're like, I didn't know Grant could run that fast. We've got some guys flat get down the field. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it shows. I mean, they, they said Ginyard is, Ginyard showed some real good speed and some good running ability. Tonight's broadcast of Derby Panther football on Live 105, KDKQ, is sponsored in part by these great local biz, Derby businesses, Derby Recreation Center, Derby Plaza Theaters, Derby Public Library, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, DNM Mechanical, El Paso Animal Hospital, Riverside Cafe of Derby, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. Pause photography by Kelsey Lockie and Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas. The next time you visit one of these Panther football sponsors, let them know you heard their ad on Live 105 during the Panther football broadcast. Panthers lead this one 41-7. They're now kicking off, and there's 9.55 left in the half. Caught at about the five. Looked like, again, tunnel. He gets out maybe to the 15 before the Panthers swarm him under. <laughs> and and you, you you feel for Tunnel. I mean, he catches the ball on the five-yard line. Uh, you know, Knox gets a pretty good leg into that when he looks up, and all you can see is white helmets just sprinting down the field at you. You know, that's, uh, again, special teams play has been big for the Panthers so far tonight. It'll be interesting to see uh, what campus does on this possession, see if they start throwing a little bit or if they continue with the run game. Neither has really worked. Well, the one long pass, the halfback pass, but the run game really hadn't produced a whole lot yet. Straight ahead to the fullback, he gets maybe back to the line of scrimmage before he's swarmed under. Well, they're getting blasted. I mean, Panthers are just you know setting these guys up, and you know someone takes them low, and you get a linebacker or a D-back coming in and just finishing off the play. Panthers, again, are just playing at a very high level tonight. Well, it seems like every time there's a running play, our safety, <laughs> strong safety, Knox is right in the middle of that thing. He's just, he's he's having a great night so far. Well, when you can sit back and play center field and, and read a play and come up, uh, it, it's, a, it's a pretty neat thing. Second nine. Again, a pitch. And he gets back to the line of scrimmage, maybe picked up a yard on second down. It's going to be third and long for the Colts. Yeah, it's a quick pitch, and it's just a quarterback turning around and flipping the ball out. It's a signed outside play. And, you know, back barely got his hands on it. And, you know, when Derby could come flying at the football and set the edge like that, uh, it's not going to come out pretty for uh, an offense. Third and eight. Again, Panthers. campus, campus. If they if they can't get a first down, they're punting from deep in their territory into a 20, 25 mile an hour win. Third and eight, and it's just you know you got to figure they're going to try to put the ball in the air. They got to get some yardage in big chunks. So far, the Panther defense has not allowed much in the running game. Back to pass goes Bowen. Oh, uh, that. That's going to be a penalty marker. It was really, you know, yeah, I suppose you could say we interfered on that one, but they kind of ran together. Yeah, they, they did. Really, you know, I, what I was expecting was the Derby guy maybe to almost step in front and pick the play off. But uh, unfortunately, uh, 
as he tries to step in, he does run into the campus receiver. Uh, I don't even know if the ball could have been caught anyway. Yeah, that's a tough penalty, but I see where the officials call it from. But uh, tough penalty that goes against the Panthers. Yeah, and, and I, I get I get it. You know, I, I really do. But it was kind of you know incidental contact. They just kind of ran into each other, trying to go for the ball. But still, pass interference on the Panthers moves the ball out to the thirty-two yard line. Campus first and ten. They trail forty-one to seven straight ahead picked up two maybe three on first down it's tackled by a host of uh panthers on the on the play looked like seth smith got up off the bottom of the pile well it's going to be second and about seven for the colts they got the ball out to the 36 yard line they trail 41 seven we got 735 left in the half you know, one thing Coach Clark won't be pleased about is the amount of penalties the Panthers have had here in the first uh, half, and a couple of them that resulted in first downs that uh, have kept drives going for campus. Second and seven, they trail 41-7. to seven. Straight ahead, still on his feet, fighting for yardage, gets out almost to the 40-yard line, so pretty good gain on second down. Well, they have a little bit of room now. I mean, you know, the last couple drives, they got stuck inside the 30-yard line, and they've got the ball out to about the 40 now, and uh, it opens things up a little bit better. Third down and three. They have to get out to the, looks like 43, and the ball's right at the 40. Again, Bowen is the quarterback. His backfield is Tunnel, Dorton, and Williams. Third and about three. Back to pass. Going to be a penalty marker on the play. Bowen just ducked being sacked. He gets down close to the first down. We'll have to see what the penalties are. I think campus had more than one guy. Yeah, it's going to go against campus. The white hat was right there when they both moved. So, uh, you know, back from the old kind of old song, Backfield in Motion from your day. <laughs> yeah. You got to be a little older for for someone to appreciate that one. Yeah. We, I know Mark back in the studio, he will. Yeah, he, he likes it. <laughs> Third down and eight for the, for the Colts. They trail 41-7. We're six Six minutes, 20 seconds to go in the first half. I'd sing that part of the song, but I think everyone would turn off the, the station. No, don't sing. Just don't <laughs> sing anything, let alone that part of that song. 41-7, Panthers lead. Third down and about eight. Back to pass goes Bowen. Just kind of throwing it up just out of the reach of the intended receiver covered by the linebacker, Stewart. Uh, campus is getting some guys behind our secondary. And, you know, that time you got a little bit, bit of a mismatch maybe if your campus thinking, hey, I'm going to pick on a uh, on a linebacker. But uh, Stewart does a pretty good job of getting back into the coverage. Yeah, Dorton was the intended receiver. So campus will be punting. And again, Ginyard. And Washington are back, so what do you do? Do you punt to them, or do you just kind of kick it and hope neither one of them can get it? Kick it out of bounds or over towards the sideline. Nearly blocked. 
Kick's going to take a campus bounce and get down to about the Derby. Yeah, it looks like 46, 47 yard line. That's where the Panthers will have it. You know how you know we've seen that so many weeks where teams trying to punt against the Panthers end up getting off 15, 20 yard punts. I think a lot of it is they're trying to hurry so much, and then they start worrying about who the guys are down there returning them. Yeah, and uh, that time it just pretty much went straight up in the air. Panthers did nearly block it, but uh, now they've got it first and ten from their own forty-six. They lead forty. One to seven with six minutes to go in the half. And we've got a penalty marker on the play. Offsides on uh, uh, I was campus. Just, right before the play was snapped, I kept looking out. Campus had a guy, it looked like uh, uh, one of the one of the safeties uh, that had gone clear up on the line of scrimmage, and he was obviously off by about a half a yard. Yeah, he was trying to play press coverage on, the, on our wide receiver, and uh, – like you said, he was about a half a yard into the neutral zone. So it's going to be first and five now. That moved the ball into campus territory at the 49. Washington stops, turns, reverses field, 30. Picked up, a, picked up. oh, I don't know, 20 yards for a first down down around the 30-yard line. Now, Trey's one of those special backs and has that ability to stop and go on a dime. At that time, he picked up a little bit of yards, just stopped, and then uh, accelerated. It seems like he's at full speed, uh, immediately picks up big yardage. Back to pass goes Wash. Wide open Larson just kind of dropped it. a little bit behind him, but... uh, I think he'll tell you that should have been a catchable ball. Yeah, I think Aaron will tell you that, too. It, it, it was a, not a bad throw ball. The one thing you see out of Lim Wash is this kid could spin a football. I mean, he, he put he's going to put it on you, so you better be ready to catch. Larson had just stopped and turned into the opening in the zone, and Wash found him. Again, pitch a little bit of a pitch too far out in front of uh, Trey. We were lucky to recover the football right about – the 30, maybe we lost a yard on that one. Yeah, that's what we said. You know, the timing of those pitch plays, Herbie does such a great job with it. That time, Lim kind of was trying to dodge a guy, and he pitched it out, and it was uh, way too forward for uh, Trey, and fortunately it goes out of bounds. 5-10 left in the half. Panthers lead 41-7. It's going to be third down and about 11, and you got to figure this will probably be four-down territory for the Panthers. Wash on a keeper. Designed run. He's going to get a first down and more inside the 15, inside the 10, thrown out of bounds just short of the five. And he picks up a couple of nice blocks. Uh, Looked like uh, one of those blocks came from Washington and uh, is able to get it inside the 10-yard line. So Panthers on the move again here uh, still with uh, over four minutes left here in the first quarter, or second quarter, excuse me. First and and goal from the seven. Make that the eight-yard line. A little bit of a high snap, but still Washington gets it, cuts inside, and goes in for the touchdown. Yeah, again, Trey just shows such good speed. He gets an opening caused by some of our big offensive linemen up front. and uh, If he gets a step on you, you're in trouble. So Panthers now extend their lead 
to 47 to 7 with 438 left in the half. Again, Knox has been doing all the kicking for the Panthers tonight. Kicks up, and it's also good. So it's 48-7 with 438 left. Uh, Panthers are pretty much having their way with the Colts tonight, Kevin. Uh, without question, and you know it's uh, it's uh, senior night here for campus, and uh, you know I, I, the fans have really quieted down. I think they really quieted down in four plays. We had points on the board. Now they've really got quiet over here. Yeah, they haven't had a whole lot to cheer about, and uh, you know it's the kid. Their kids are fighting hard. They're playing hard, but you know they've got a lot of stuff that uh, you know I think I think personally that you know this new offense going to take a little bit of a learning curve and uh, again they're pretty young well you you really got to get this offense started in your and i don't know whether they're running their middle school or their youth programs yet but for sure the flex isn't something that you want kids coming up as freshmen and not understanding how to run it so you can tell timings off a little bit you know they're just the physicality of uh, the panthers tonight is just overwhelming the campus kicking off will be knox Again, Dorton back deep, or Tunnel and Dorton. Looks like it's going to come down to Tunnel at about the eight. Finds a little bit of a seam, but gets out maybe to the 20, 21-yard line, depending on the spot. But it was well after the play was blown down. Again, campus hasn't had a whole lot of luck. Running the football, any luck they've had has been a couple of you know penalties that went against the Panthers on pass interference or the one home run ball that uh, they did throw. Uh, other than that, uh, very little yardage rushing. Well, that home run ball, that was about a 70-yard strike, and uh, they fooled the Panther defense completely. I see Terry back in the ballgame. I don't think he's been in for a couple series. No, uh, Amari... Ramirez was in for a couple series. Straight up the middle. And it looks like Tyler Allen's in for the Panthers on the defensive line. Looks like he's in for, well, they've moved Archer to nose, and uh, he's taken Archer's in spot. So they're giving Dorsey a bit of a rest, it looks like. And it looks like got to wait till they spread out a little bit. It looks like uh, Amari's back at safety. Well, you know, the mismatch they're trying to get is Tate Rico's at 6'5", trying to go up against the 5'9", Ginyard. That's where they're trying to find the uh, advantage. Nice play out there. It looked like Tyler Allen. No, I take that back. It's Searing. Threw him for about a two-yard loss. It's going to be now third down and... Looks like third and about seven. Panthers lead 47 to seven, 48 to seven, excuse me. Clock running, 320 left in the first half. Sharing did a good job that time of getting in quickly and uh, causing campus to have another third long situation deeper in their own territory. Third and long. 
Back to pass goes Bowen, and he's going to get thrown for the balls on the ground, and the Panthers have the football. Wow. I, I'll tell you, Panthers were all over that play. I think Luke Stewart initially broke everything up, and campus had no chance. He spins out of it. You know, too many white helmets, and you got to hang on to the football. You don't want to give the Panthers the football inside your 20-yard line. Well, I think, you know, in both. Bowen's credit, he was just trying to trying to make yardage, and uh, he just got overwhelmed by the number of Panthers that were back there pursuing him. As I said, Luke Stewart was back there quickly, disrupting the play. First and ten Panthers just inside the 20. Reed Liston is in at quarterback. He gets the ball down close to the close to the 10. You know, as we said, Reed Liston's a, a multiple uh, guy. I mean, he can play all different kinds of positions. Like you and I last week said, uh, behind his name, it just needs to say ATH for athlete. Back to pass. Now he pulls it down and runs with it. Liston does. Going to get a first down. And he's in, looks like in for the touchdown. Yeah, Reed Liston that time just willed his way in. He uh, looks like he's going to pass, and he just takes up forward and gets the last two or three yards in all by himself. It's going to be 50, 54 to 7 with two minutes left, two minutes, 17 seconds left in the first half. It's been all Panthers, no doubt about it. Extra point is no good. So the score remains 54 to 7. And the running clock situation does not go into play until the second half. So if, if things stay the way they are right now, we should start the second clock in the running clock. But uh, you know, we got two minutes and 17 seconds till that. Again, Panthers lead 54 7, and uh, it's, it's just been all Panthers. I mean, it's. You know, campus has made a few mistakes, uh, a few special teams mistakes. Panthers have taken advantage of, and uh, you know, it's just—it's been all Panthers. They've uh, absolutely dominated so far in the first half. Well, that's been a couple games in a row that the Panthers score. I mean, within a minute, minute and a half of uh, of the of the kickoff, and you know, if your teams, you can't do that. You can't let uh, the number one team in the state get to you that quickly, and. Uh, you know, campus knew it was going to be an uphill battle tonight. But uh, as we say, you can watch a lot of game film. You can you can hear about how some good someone is, but you just can't feel the speed of the game or or anything till you're involved in it. Again, Knox is the kicker. Back deep is Braden Tunnel. High end over end. Looks like it's coming to tunnel at about the 12. Goes straight ahead. Gets out to about the 25, where it'll be first down and 10, just over the 25 for the Colts. Luke Stewart was in on the tackle to start. Uh, once again, campus doesn't have great field position, and they've got to uh, – I, I don't know what you say. if they, Again, campus's best luck, other than the one home run ball, has been pass interference calls because they just have uh, – virtually no yards rushing the football. They're on just just outside the 25, I guess, and it's going to be first and 10 from there. They're about 
halfway between the 25 and the 26-yard line. Again, it looks like it's, it's hard to pick up the numbers, but I think the same backfield is in. Bowen at quarterback, Tunnel, Dorton, and Williams are the running backs. On a, just a keeper by the quarterback, he picks up two, maybe three on first down. Yeah, the only mismatch you see is you look out there and you look at uh, campus trying to throw uh, Rico out against uh, our shorter defensive back, and that's really all the only thing you've seen that campus can try and pull off. So it's a it's a bad feeling as a coach when you know that you're lining up and you can't run the football, you can't pass the football. You know you you start resorting to trickery and anything you can. Clock moving down under a minute and a half. Panthers lead 54-7. to seven. Pitch to the far side or near side. Panthers chase it down and hold him to about a yard, maybe two yards gained on second down. It's going to be third and maybe five. Somehow he stayed in bounds. So the clock uh, mercifully for campus uh, continues to run here in the first half. Minute 10 left. Panthers lead 54-7. to seven. Brings up another third and long situation. Campus just going to kind of let the clock run. Uh, play clock's down just under 25 now, so they're not really any any big hurry. They're not going to do anything fancy. It's third down. I, I'm sure they don't want to give the Panthers another shot at scoring here in the first half, so they're, they need to get in at halftime and Short of the first down, after about a yard gain, is the ball carrier. It's going to be fourth down. That was Corbin Williams on the carry. So fourth and oh, a couple. And they they aren't going to, shouldn't have to run another another play here in the first half. The half's going to be over. Panthers are going to be ahead, fifty-four to seven, and. You know, I, I don't know. You go in at halftime, I, I suspect, and and uh, maybe challenge the kids to to keep their heads up and keep fighting. Well, that's what you got to do if you're campus. You got to, you know, coach has got to build on uh, you know his first year here and keep these guys motivated. But you can see it. I mean, the Panthers just look like a well-oiled machine. You know, everything clicks. I mean, you know, from the time the Panthers arrive at the stadium, you can tell that they're ready to go. As I watched campus leaving the field for at half, it's a dejected group of kids. Well, that, you know, here to me, here's the good part: they haven't, they haven't, they haven't folded in the tent. They're still working at it. They're still working hard. They're still trying to, uh, uh, they're still trying to get something positive going against this Panther team. Well, that's all you can do. I think you got to look at the at a deal when you're playing. A, a Panther team, you know, I was just sitting there watching that first half going, you know, football, all things are physical and mental. And, you know, the Panthers really end up with a mental edge against a lot of these teams when they come in. They know what they're facing. They know they're facing a very good football team that's a defending 6A state champions. And you come in, you get your uh, bell rung on the first three or four plays. And it's easy to get dejected and down. So that's coach's battle at campus is keep these guys pumped up and then not fold the tent up completely. Well, yeah, and like I said, uh, I haven't seen that from these kids yet. They've uh, 
they, they've been trying their best, and uh, they're just being outplayed right now by a, a, a Panther team that's, uh, like you said, defending 6A champs. And, uh, you know, these guys, their future's ahead of them. They're a young team, and uh, uh, I can see them being better here in a year or two. Yeah, without question. If you're the Panthers, you got to go in and remind the kids that, hey, we're going to start off. I'm sure you're going to see the starters come out, but then you're going to get some reserve guys in, and those guys still – as we've seen already this year, a lot of those guys are the future, and they've got to be ready on any down to be the starting guy. Yeah, that's right. It's always next man up. Panthers lead this thing 54-7. Uh, we're at halftime. This is Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9. We'll be back. Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991. Specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday, and they can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of a Live 105 in Derby Panther football. For nearly 45 years, since 1975, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States with quality construction and building services. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. You can see homes, churches, strip malls, and other buildings they've built all over our community of Derby. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788 three. 701 Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. With their two certified master ASE technicians, they offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Wilhite Automotive is located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 316-788-0514. Locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Making plans for the special day? Paz Photography offers engaging photo sessions for couples, engagements, and weddings. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Paz Photography. You can reach them at 631-5417. Paz Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Pizza John's has been serving Derby since 1969, offering build-your-own pizzas, simple pastas, salads and sandwiches with a laid-back environment. Located at 208 South Baltimore Avenue, and they can be reached at 788-2011 for dine-in or carry-out. Pizza John's, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy-efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. 
programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther football. Well, we're back at uh, campus where the Panthers lead at halftime, 54-7. to It's been all Panthers up to this point, and, uh, you know, it, it's just been a game that, you know, I, I guess I didn't see this coming, but, uh, you know, I, I figured we were the heavy favorite, but I, I didn't see this coming in, in terms of scoring. But, uh, you know, the Panthers just looked really sharp tonight. Well, I don't think anyone did. I, everyone knew that Derby coming over here, that in the rivalry's kind of been lopsided in the last uh, 20 or 30 years, but uh, no one expected the Panthers to come out and jump up to that 54-7 to lead in the first half. Yeah, it, it's uh... – that's what it is. It is what it is. Panthers are playing well, and uh, they're taking advantage of some some uh, campus miscues. Uh, for halftime, we're happy to have Kevin Chase up here. Uh, uh, he's going to visit with us for just a little bit, and uh, I'm going to turn it over to Kevin. Well, as we said, we're uh, we're glad to have you up here, uh, Kevin. You know, uh, one of the things I know you've worked out hard on, and uh, Coach Clark, and I believe uh, it's. Uh, a couple other guys did was this uh, one degree compass. Can you share with us just briefly what that is? I know I know a little bit about it, and, uh, and the one time I would have really loved to talk to you was after the Bishop Carroll game because <laughs> I saw two powerhouse teams going at it, and then at the end of the game, seeing both teams with the sportsmanship was really cool. Well, we've used the uh, one degree compass as a culture weapon, I guess is uh, what I would call it. Um, it's all about challenging our kids to set a destination, and then having the discipline to stay on course and not get off their path more than one degree. And it's built on four pillars, accountability, character, energy, and service. And uh, the boys have really adapted to it extremely well. Well, and I know Coach Clark's made a couple of comments to us that, you know, without that, he says, I'm not sure we'd be where we're at right now. And I think that is, it's, it's quite true that, you know, you get a successful program and it's real easy to get, Maybe cocky, maybe get a little too too into yourself. So uh, again, how's that working? I mean, you're out with these kids. I mean, I think uh, you're down on the field with them. So how how does that uh, that work? Our first Thursday night meeting, I reminded the boys that it had been 285 days since they played a football game, and the last time they played, they were playing and executing at a high level. And I asked them, "Can we start there and not start back at the bottom?" And we talked about the culture that we had developed. And they all said, yes, we can start there. So uh, this this season has been incredible so far. We've got just a tremendous group of boys. I, I couldn't be more proud of them. Uh, we try to keep a real positive sideline, a sideline that encourages the, the players that are on the field. And uh, it's just been a real positive experience so far. Well, and I know, as you said, it's a culture, really. I mean, it's, it's trying to get kids to do the right thing. And I believe I heard or saw in the paper the other day that, you guys are trying to take it to another level and trying to get more of the school involved. Yes, uh, we, uh, we, I say we, it's Brandon Clark and myself. We've made, we've made several presentations, a couple of presentations to the board, the school board at their retreat. We visited with all the administrators. We did teacher in-service at the high school for two mornings. And um, I'm hopeful that uh, 
after some time and some thought here that maybe the district adopts the one-degree compass as uh, a tool for creating a positive culture throughout the district. And again, I know that's something I believe. Is this the second year we've been doing it? Yes. So yeah. where did the where did the idea really come from? Oh, uh, a fishing trip uh, with Coach Clark, and and uh, it really originated from an episode that happened at Pad Camp in Tulsa. And uh, as a character coach, I felt like I owed Brandon Clark and the program something. I, I I just felt like we could take this to another level and avoid this. And so that's where it came from. And we've been having a spiritual leadership retreat for years out at uh, my ranch. And we have breakout sessions. And I've always talked to the boys about having a life compass. And so that's kind of where it uh, originated. Well, you know what I like is, I mean, I think sports, everything teaches life lessons. And, and, I, and I think you have to look at that. You're not only creating good athletes, but you're, you're trying to get guys that are good citizens. I was tickled to death uh, this year. The parents selected their slogan, more than, more than a game. And the O and the more is the compass. And that, that had uh, no input from myself or from Coach Clark. And it is more than a game. We're, we're teaching these boys life lessons. Um, this season, we're trying to be a, a snap-to-whistle team. Um, we let them know that between snap and whistle, that's time to cut her loose. And it's a violent game, and we don't take cheap shots, but we play hard. But once that whistle blows, it's time to get up, quick celebration, get ready for the next play. Well, and I, again, I don't think it was any more noticeable than the Bishop Carroll game. And, yeah. You know, you have a heck of a ball game, and I think within 30 seconds left, both teams came together. So neat to see because so often you don't see that at, at the right. end of a contest. Right. Well, it's, it's uh, definitely uh, fun to be a part of the football program, as you and Doyle know better than, than anyone. It's a, it's, it's a Panther Nation when it's football season. Well, yeah. no doubt. Kevin, we appreciate you coming up here tonight, talking to us a little bit about uh, what you guys have done. And, you know, I commend you on it. I know Doyle and I both talked about it. We hope that you continue with this and you lead a long, long tradition. Well, I hope so. And uh, thanks to you and Doyle, too, for all you do. Okay. That was uh, – Kevin Chase uh, up here tonight with us, uh, talking to us a little bit about the One Degree Compass and uh, what it's done for the program. And I think uh, anyone that's a Panther fan or watches football has seen how well that program's worked for us. Yeah, it, it, it's it's uh, something that Coach Clark endorses, and uh, you know, I, and the team, the team endorses it. So it, it's it's a good good thing to have. We're about uh, six minutes away from the start of. The half, Panthers lead 54-7. This is Panther football on a live 105. We'll be back. Biddle's Auto, located at 300 South Baltimore, is here for all your car needs. Offering oil changes, tires, battery replacement, and repair of mechanical issues. Biddle's is always there. Biddle's Auto can be reached at 633-3121 and conveniently on Facebook. Biddle's Auto, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. 
Offering fresh, authentic Mexican food, La Hacienda is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby. They can conquer any craving with their 70-plus dishes and amenities like tableside guacamole, live music, and an outside patio. La Hacienda is located at 1138 North Nelson Drive and can be reached at 927-2900 for call-ahead service. La Hacienda, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. There's nothing quite like a cool dip in the pool on a hot summer day in Kansas. Express Water and Hardscapes is your local swimming pool contractor and a proud community sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. They feature custom-designed swimming pools, splash pads, and hardscaping to tie it all together. Express Water and Hardscapes is open Monday through Saturday from 7 to 5, and they can be reached at 393-5740 for construction quotes. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. El Paso Animal Hospital has been serving Derby, Wichita, and surrounding areas since 1978, providing a large array of diagnostic, surgical, medical, and boarding services all in one convenient location. Walk-in appointments are accepted for routine care, but for surgery or boarding arrangements, they can be reached at 251-0617. More information can be located on their website, elpasoanimalhospital.com. El Paso Animal Hospital is located at 841 North Buckner Street and is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Looking forward to that new movie release? Derby Plaza Theaters, located at 1200 North Nelson Drive, providing seven different screens for your viewing pleasure. Offering matinee and evening view times and their concession menus that can be seen on their website, derbyplazatheaters.com. Derby Plaza Theaters, locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Well, we're back in Hayesville where Panthers lead campus 54-7. Just a few minutes away from the start of the second half, and uh, we've got a few stats for you, and uh, we'll bring those to you. And I think when we say tell you the stats, if you've been listening all night, you'll tell what a dominating uh, first half it's been by the Panthers. First downs, Panthers 17, campus just four rushing yards. Panthers on 22 attempts, 258 yards. Campus 20 attempts, just 29 yards on the ground. 
Well, as I said, I thought the average yards per rush was going to be high for the Panthers. Nearly 12 yards a carry. Campus is held at 1.4 yards. Wow. A good, a good effort by the defense. Obviously a good effort by the offense. Not a whole lot of passing really out of either team so far tonight. Uh, Panthers really haven't had a need to. They are four for nine for 96 yards. Campus one for six for 73. And Doyle, I think uh, the majority of that 73 came on one play. Yeah, it did. And uh, it, it was their scoring play. And, uh, you know, it kind of caught us flat-footed. But I'll bet you it doesn't again. Total, total yards uh, in the first half. Panthers 338 yards. Campus just 132. Pretty good night so far for the offense or defense, excuse me. And, you know, that out of that 132, 70 of them were one play. So, you know, you take that out, and that's pretty good, real good night for the defense. Well, Lim Wash has shown the ability to be able to throw the football again tonight, but really no need to when you run games going like it is. Uh, Wash is four for nine for 80 yards in the first half. Jacob Karsak has two catches for 59 and a touchdown. Reed Liston has one for 21. One, Kavion Walker, one for 16. Where it's all really affected uh, campus tonight's in the run game. Trey Washington, 14 carries, 138 yards. Slim Wash, five carries, 111. And Reed Liston, two carries for 19. And Doyle, I assume those guys are probably not going to see a ton of time here in the second half. Again, 338 total yards of offense for the Panthers. And the big stat, Panthers lead 54-7 to as we get ready to start the second half. Yeah, we're just... Just under 30 seconds away from the start, both teams are on the sidelines, and uh, they're getting ready to uh, come out. I think, uh, if I remember right, Panthers will be kicking off. Uh, campus will have the ball to start the second half. Uh, I, I'm assuming that it will be a running clock as soon as halftime starts. It was that way with Hutch last week, so I'm going to assume the running clock starts, and supposedly it never stops except for timeouts and injuries, and after a touchdown. Yeah, and that's, as we said, the mercy rule, and it's a good rule that uh, has been adopted uh, in all ball games except for the state championship, and uh, it gets, uh, you know, it stops. I mean, we're already at 54-7. It stops the ridiculous scores, gets teams uh, prepared for the next week. Campus will have back deep, it looks like, Dylan Sheeler on the near side, and on the far side is Braden Tunnel. You know, it was a weird, uh, weird uh, circumstances. Coach Clark did win the opening toss, and he elected to receive the football. Typically, you, you say, I'm going to go on defense and make my stand, but Panthers chose the football, so they will be kicking off here in the second half. It'll be Knox kicking off. Again, Sheeler is on the near side. Tunnels on the far side. It went to tunnel at about the five. He breaks a tackle, still on his feet. Out near midfield, still on his feet. He's going to score. He's going to take it all the way back for a touchdown. Wow, that is not going to make uh, the coaching staff very happy from Derby. Is that special teams are such a big deal. And- he just got outside, made a couple guys miss, and outran the Panthers into the end zone. I believe it was it was a bunch of uh, – it might have been the JV kickoff team because I didn't see any of the normal guys out there except for the kicker, Knox. And you may be right as I look out there now. I, I didn't see any of them really exit the field, so that's the situation you have here uh, with the Panthers. 
the clock is running. I, I didn't think it was supposed to after a touchdown, but it seems like we get a different version every time we use it. Extra points, good. So it's now fifty-four to fourteen. Well, and I'm glad you noticed that because I I was sitting there thinking, man, that's just uncharacteristic of uh, of our kick team. But you know, I know Coach Clark well enough. That really isn't going to matter to him or Coach DeVore. They're not going to be pleased that whether it's the JV or the uh, seventh grade team that they give up a, a touchdown. Yeah, that was a ninety-five yard return by uh, the campus player. That was Braden Tunnel. So campus starts the second half in a very positive way. Panthers are breaking their sideline huddle. It looks like looks like Dylan Edwards, and I'm only saying that it, I'm, I'm he's well, got a different number, but size wise, it looks like Dylan Edwards on the far side. Well, the kick return team's the same way. It's uh, obviously our JV units uh, out there. So Coach Clark started the second half uh, wholesale changes. You see that so often that he keeps his starters in for the first series. Here tonight, uh, he just made wholesale changes even on the special teams. Deshaun Wright is on the near side for the Panthers. Going to be coming down to Edwards at about the 25. Still on his feet out to midfield, 40. Finally gets brought down at about the 40-yard line of the Colts. I thought we were going to have back-to-back kickoff returns. One thing you can say about Dylan Edwards, he's just a freshman, but this guy's got some jets. I mean, this kid can really run. Campus is lucky to finally bring him down. First and 10 Panthers from the 39-yard line. Now We were told uh, at the half that we may see a freshman quarterback and definitely a freshman running back. I have no idea who that quarterback is. On a keeper, he gets back to the line of scrimmage. Now he's, he's, he's wearing David Sims' number, but we know it's not David, so... Uh, Again, it was, we were told it was a freshman, and uh, he's not a guy that's even listed on the roster. Dylan Edwards is in the backfield with him. This is wholesale substitutions for the Panthers. Panthers taking a long time to get the play called in, and uh, with a young group, that may be tough. It's going to be tough to get this play off, I'm pretty sure. They did get it off. They give it to Edwards. And he's stopped for about a five or a six-yard loss. <laughs> you know, I, you, you watch area. We have some campus fans that are getting pretty exuberant uh, right below us. And I, I always wonder, hey, do they realized what we've put in right now, or they, they wonder if they've all of a sudden miraculously had the halftime speech of the century. It's going to be third and long for the Panthers. They now have the ball on the campus 44. 
Again, we have two freshmen in the backfield. Seems to be a lot of confusion. We're not going to get, we may not get this play off. Nah, delay. Yeah, they, as we said, we've got a lot of young, young guys out there on the field. I think Coach Clark may burn a timeout that will stop the clock just trying to get them, uh, you know, on the same page. And I think that's what he's probably, well, I thought he called a timeout, but I see the white hat motion and wind the clock. So he just pulled him over to the side, it looks like, to talk to him and say, hey, guys, this isn't any different than a JV game. you got to still execute. 7.30 to go. Panthers lead 54-14. There still seems to be just an immense amount of confusion out of these uh, this uh, group of kids. It's going to be third and very long for the Panthers. They're now back to the 49-yard line of campus. Edwards makes a couple guys miss, gets hit hard after picking up four, maybe five. It's going to be now fourth down from the 44. And I expect Panthers will probably still go for this uh, Ball's across midfield. I don't think he, Coach Clark could try and punt here. The clock continues to run and should be around six and a half minutes when it snaps left uh, in the third. The two 54. scores for campus. The one score was a kind of a home run ball on a pass. And the second one was a 95-yard kick return against uh, our JV kick, kick team. And again, they give it to Edwards. On fourth down, he picks up five or six. still on his feet. He went backwards after getting, oh, I don't know, down to about the 38-yard line. Then he got knocked backwards, and that's where they're going to mark it. So it's going to be first and 10 campus from their own 40, looks like 42-yard line. I'll say this for Dylan Edwards. For a guy that probably goes a buck 35, he runs like he's a 185, 190-pounder. Yeah, he runs He runs pretty hard for a guy that's as small as he is. And, again, he's only a freshman. I wish we could give you the name of the quarterback, but nobody's telling us. <laughs> we we certainly don't have him on our, on our depth chart. So we can just say he's number one, and we know it's not David Sims. See, we'll work on seeing if we can get uh, his number. Panthers are going to bring their defense out. Still got Bowen in the backfield, along with Tunnel, Dorton, and Williams. As we said, campus is going to want to have some success with their starting group, and you know they really have had no offense up till this point. Straight ahead, very little gain, if any, on first down for campus. Online listeners tonight, Memphis, Tennessee, Chicago, Illinois, Search, Arkansas, Los Angeles, California, Atlanta, Georgia. Remember, you can uh, get these games on Spotify afterwards. They're all archived. You can also download the games for future memories. We appreciate everyone that uh, listens to these rebroadcasts uh, at a later date. Second and about, oh, ten and a half. Again, they give it on a handoff, an inside handoff. 
picks up maybe four on second down. It's going to be uh, third down and seven. Don't expect you'll see campus doing anything super fancy here. Uh, yeah, it's just a, it's one of those deals you can't tell one of the starters not to score against your reserves. But, uh, you know, you, you're much appreciated if you're on the other side that uh, Coach Clark called off the dogs early. Clock moving. Panthers lead 54-14. Under five minutes to go in the third quarter. Third down and seven. Give it straight ahead. Picks up a couple. It's going to be fourth and five. I think what you just saw was a a display of just keeping the ball right up the middle, not trying to even – I don't know. We'll see what it is in fourth down, but they haven't seemed to want to do any of their outside running game here. Coming off the field, Corbin Williams – Hopefully he's all right. He was holding his head a little bit. Maybe hopefully he's all right. Again, clock moving, 4.10 to go. Panthers lead 54-14. We're in the third quarter. Well, you know, we mercifully said that first quarter seemed like it took forever because there were so many points scored. This uh, third quarter is going very fast with the running clock. Back to pass. Just kind of threw it up there. Good coverage out there by the Panthers. And it looked like it was on the coverage was Ryan Carter. And it was good coverage. There really wasn't a, a, very much of a chance for the campus guy to catch the football with Carter having good positioning and uh, a little bit of pressure. Well, we'll definitely find out who this freshman is. Uh, I don't know if we're going to find out tonight, but we'll find out probably adding somewhere on our depth chart. And, you know, when we had the uh, – the depth chart put in, and I think it was we had it after week one. Uh, we had it before week one. We updated it. And, uh, it's definitely not a name that we've seen. Well, first and ten Panthers from the 46 and a half. Bryant is now in at tailback for the Panthers. They give the big junior the football. He gets a nice gain on first down and still pushing. Gets out to about the 40-yard line. Bryant's, uh, you know, he goes about 5'11", about 220. So he's a load to bring down. He's a load to bring down, and he is definitely a north-south type runner. And You know, if you get his way, he's going he's gonna to bulldoze you for sure. Picked up six on first down, so it's second and about four. I can see him just continually handing him off to, to Bryant and let him do his thing. Well, and you just keep on chunking around. Uh, that's what you want. And they give it again to Bryant, finds a nice hole, going to get down, probably going to get a first down. It's going to be first 10 for about the 35. And I'm getting I'm getting information that our quarterback's last name is Zergit. So Who? Uh, Zergit. And that's definitely not a name uh, that I know, but, hey, good signs. We always want to see those youth guys uh, come up. And uh, being just a freshman, Zerger, I'm being told now. So we're getting trying to get information down the field, but uh, Zerger is his last name. Good to see another freshman in the ballgame. A minute 40 left, Panthers lead 54-14. Again, they give it to Bryant straight ahead, nothing fancy. 
He picks up three, maybe four on first down. Now, Brian just, uh, he goes in and moves the pile a couple of yards when he hits it. So, you know, Panthers content keeping the ball up, just moving up middle of the field as well. Then you, uh, you counter that with a little water bug, a quick guy like Dylan Edwards. Now they're both in the game, <laughs> Edwards and Bryant. And uh, I don't know what coach has got in mind here. I know we have a two-back set that we use on occasion. Now, I'll tell you what, if I'm Dylan Edwards, I'd like to have uh, Bryant blocking for me. I know that. Second and six. They give it to Bryant. He gets to the outside, runs through a couple of guys, gets down inside the 30, down to about the 29-yard line. Uh, man, Brian's just that example of a guy that does square shoulder pads, keeps his legs shirting, and uh, is able to move a pile. You know, I think you and I talked about that a week or so ago. We said, man, I, you know, if you needed two or three yards, you let Brian come in right behind your starting guys and see if you can't just gain that. 54-14, this might be the last play of the third quarter, and it is Coach Clark's calling him to the sideline. So Panthers lead in this one, again, 54-14. This is Panther Football on a live 105. We'll be back. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on a live 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Okay. We are back in Hayesville. Panthers lead 54-14. We are ready to start the fourth quarter. The ball is on the 30-yard line. It's going to be third down and about five for the Panthers. There is a running clock. That quarter didn't take very long. Now, the running clock, uh, if you just joined us, is uh, something that started the minute the second half started. Again, they give it to Edwards, and he weaves his way down close to the first down. It depends on the mark. That's going to be very close. I think that may be uh, room. We'll see if uh, – yeah, it should be very, very close. I was going to say whether they measure, but I think late in the ball game in a running clock situation, they're not going to take the time even to do it. Well, that's very close because it, it must just – and we're at a little bit of an angle right now, but it must not be touching the 35 because that's all you have to do is touch the, or excuse me, the 25. That's all you have to do is touch the 25. Well, I think if it's a tighter ball game, Coach Clark's going to be definitely saying, you know, hey, what's going on? And what they were waiting on, the officials waving his hand, but what he was asking for was the play clock to get moving. They had started the regular clock, but not the play clock. Players can go now. Play clock is up and running. Fourth and very short for the Panthers. Again, they give it to Edwards. He gets outside. I think he got enough for the first down. I think they're going to stop him. I, I, I think he got across the line, but just judging where the line judge is, I don't think he's going to give it to him. 
Wow, that was not a good spot then because he he got past he got past the twenty five yard line before he was pulled back. So that was not a very good spot. Yeah, we'll see what campus does here. You know they they know Derby back way off here in the second half and see if they do anything to uh, even try and score. Just keep things pretty vanilla. going to be first and 10 for campus on their own third 25 yard line they trail 55 14 just starting the fourth quarter pitch to the outside running backs broke the line of contain he might score yep he's going to score yeah and again you know i mean you know the campus fans go crazy here where they've scored a couple of touchdowns uh, late in the ball game here against uh, our reserves and uh, you know he, he at the edge and we just didn't have anyone that could contain him yeah it looks looked like it was I can't pick up a number he's doing too he's doing a little celebrating and I can't pick up a number uh, but I'm following him to the bench we'll get you a number yes it was Jacob Dorton on the uh, 75 yard touchdown run. It's now 54 to 21 with 9.40 to go in the ball game. Well, again, Panthers will be getting the ball back. And, and again, we, we have to, we have to keep repeating. Coach Clark has just absolutely backed way off, uh, on campus, uh, Campus has had three scores tonight. One of them a 70-yard pass. Another was a 95-yard kick return. And then that was about a 75-yard run from scrimmage. So uh, they've scored three different ways tonight. And uh, that's how the score got to where it's at, 54-14. Well, you know, when you're on the other side, you know, you've backed off and then all those things, you know, you still got that competitive nature to you. And you're, you, you, you assume that campus is going to come out in this next series with reserve, you know, their JV defense, their JV offense. And, and, you know, but this is a team that hadn't won a football game this year. So I guess, you know, it is senior night. You want to have those kids have some success, but uh, it's uh, two touchdowns have been scored against, uh, uh, you know, our, our freshmen and sophomores. Back deep. Edwards. And it looks Edwards. And it looks like, Deshaun Wright on the far side. I'm not sure. I can't really pick up a, a good look at his number. But he was out there the last time campus kicked off to us. And it's a kick that's going to go into the end zone. And it was Deshaun Wright on the far side. So Panthers will have it on the 20-yard line, first and 10 from there with Nine right now, nine forty-four left in the ball game. They lead fifty-four to twenty-one. And it's uh, as we said, it was all derby from the get-go tonight. Uh, Panthers came out and score immediately. Special teams was a big deal. I know Ginyard had another special team touchdown. We had a couple of pooch kicks that were covered by the Panthers. So special teams wise, with the starting unit was uh, all pretty good. But uh, 
you know, we did give up a long touchdown run with the reserves on a kickoff that uh, Coach DeVore and uh, Coach Park will definitely talk to those guys about. Bryant's in the backfield, and what was that freshman? Zerger. Berger? Zerger. Zerger is still the quarterback. He's on a keeper, gets to the outside, makes a nice gain, gets out close to the 30-yard line before he's knocked down there. Well, you like to see him get out and have a little breathing room. But, you know, these guys, you know, I, I want to see what Mr. Zerger looks like when he's a junior or senior because these guys mature so much from being a freshman to, to being, uh, you know, a little bit more mature, a little bit older. Well, he looks like 5'5", five, five, maybe 5'7", five, tops, about 100 and maybe 25, 30 pounds, maybe, maybe 35. But, again, he's a freshman like Dylan Edwards, and they're both going to be a lot bigger in a couple years. Carry was good enough for a first down. Bryant straight ahead, runs over a couple of guys, picks up five on first down. Panthers lead 54-21. Clock moving, 8.45 left in the game. And you'd like to think the Panthers could just hang on to the football here, burn up the rest of this clock, and uh, get out of here again with no injuries. I don't think I've seen a Panther go, go down tonight at all, so... That's a good sign. Campus has had a couple guys, but I think they both got up and uh, are okay. It's going to be second and five. A little quick pass to the outside, and it's dropped. <laughs> I think the officials may have given us the benefit of the doubt on that because that really Really looked like a uh, didn't look like a forward pass to me, but uh, they're going to call it that, so that's a good thing. The line judge on that side immediately signaled incomplete, but I'm I'm with you. I didn't that didn't look like a forward pass from this venue, but we'll take it. It's going to be third and five. Make that third and four. You know, with the with the younger group, you notice they're kind of trying to huddle up to get the. Uh, play calls because you've got so many uh, young guys that haven't been in the situation that are taking the time to, to hear the quarterback call the play. Again, Bryant gets stopped at the line of scrimmage, reverses his field, gets to the outside, gets right just back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be fourth and, fourth and about four, maybe five for the Panthers. I exact said, man, you know, I've seen looked over here and I've seen uh, – Trey Washington and, and all these guys do that. I'm going to reverse my field. Uh, he's a big guy. I mean, he's he's not got the speed that a that a Trey Washington or a Lim Wash or Grant Adler has. Uh, but uh, picked up a little bit of positive yardage. Well, it looks like Panthers are going to go for it. End of the game is Edwards. About fourth and well, it's going to be a little over five after that play. Now, Dylan Edwards, one of those guys that can make anything happen with a crease. They give it to Edwards. He gets to the outside, but he gets knocked down right about the line of scrimmage. So, Campus is going to take over at the 35-yard line, first and 10. And I think, as I said, Edwards is one of those guys, man. And I'll tell you, if he, I don't care whether he's going against varsity guys. He gets a little bit of a crease uh, and gets an opening. He's uh, going to do some damage. Well, it looks like the Colts have their starters in the ball game. Still, 
you just wonder too. You know, again, a senior night, you've only got a handful of them on the team. You know, you want to have them see some success. And a reverse. Panthers are going to bring him down inside the five yard line. So campus is throwing everything but the kitchen sink at these guys. And uh, he picked up 20, 30 yards down to about the four or five yard line. Now, Jace Jenkins finally brings him down before scoring. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, I've been on both sides of the, of the football and big wins, big losses. Man, you know, you don't do reverses and that kind of stuff when you when you know that the other teams pulled all their guys. And on a keeper, quarterback goes in for, well, I haven't seen a signal. They're not going to give it to him. It's going to be short of the goal line. Campus was signaling touchdown, but uh, well, and, you know, you, you assume if they if they put it in, you know, and they get the extra point, you got a fifty four twenty eight ball game. You know, the thirteen points is the big thing. Every week, you want to try and win by thirteen. That's the max points you can get for for the uh, playoffs and uh, the system that we use. So, you know, it's. Uh, that would be the only time I think if Coach Clark said, man, you guys are getting dangerously close to that, you know, we, we'll throw the guys back in. But uh, this still should be enough of a cushion. Yeah, uh, 424 left. Campus calls timeout. With that, the clock stopped. But, uh, yeah, they're, uh, you know, they're having some success. And, uh, you know, that's how you build your program, I expect, is is uh, you have some success. And uh, I'm sure our kids are – our kids are trying as – as hard as they can. Well, you know, I'm looking over at Coach Clark, and, uh, you know, I, I think he, he gets it. I, I think he maybe is looking over going, hey, guys, man, really? You know, it's it's, uh, it's a situation that uh, that's not really what we want to do right now. It's going to be first, second, and goal. The ball's resting. Gosh, Inside, looks like inside the one yard line. Yeah, it's it, it's very tough to stop one here. The quarterback sneak, and he gets in for the score. It's now fifty four twenty seven with the extra point to follow. You know, I, I look back, Doyle, and I, I think it's been several years ago, but I know we had a big lead. We pulled our guys out. The other team kept scoring, and Coach Clark had put his, his starters back in because we needed that 13-point cushion. We'd score, and it just was you – know, it, it just gets in a situation like this. You would have to think campus at some point says, okay, I'll, I'll call my guys out now too. An extra point attempt is up, and I – don't think it was any good. It was blocked. It is no good. Must have been blocked. So the clock stopped with 3:36 after the score. Panthers lead 54 to 27, and they're going to get the ball back here pretty quick. They can probably, I, I would just about guess, they could just about run the clock out if if they just get one first down and. Uh, I'm sure that's what the goal is. Just run the clock out and and get back into the locker room and and uh, head home with a win. 
and you know the, the the people around the state that maybe tune in and if the score ends up like this, they're going to go, wow, campus gave Derby a pretty good ball game. And it's, as we said, it's been pretty much all Panthers tonight. I get it that you do want to give the seniors some uh, opportunity to put some points on the board and have some success, but uh, we'll see what uh, what Coach does here. Back deep, it's, yeah, Deshaun Wright. Dylan Edwards. This campus kickoff guy has shown some pretty good leg tonight, especially when he's been kicking with the wind. Yeah, the wind's still. In fact, the wind just blew it off the tee, and it was supposed to have really died down, and at, at times you can see the flag's pretty stiff. Yeah, the flag's blowing pretty good. Probably harder than it has all night. And the front may be getting closer, too. That was uh, a cool front supposed to be coming through to give us a chance to rain. Right around 9 o'clock, I thought, or 9.30. Anyway, Panthers lead 54-27. Kicks up, and it's going to go into the end zone. So the Panthers will have it off the touchback at the 20-yard line, first and 10. As you said, I, I think hopefully the Panthers can just wear the clock out here uh, in a ball game that the running clock took effect uh, at the start of the second half. Well, I'm not real sure, but I think campus is backed off on the defensive side anyway. I see some unfamiliar numbers out there for them. And they probably haven't had a whole lot of opportunity with uh, not winning a football game to get reserves into a ball game. So kind of good to see them uh, have the opportunity to get some guys some experience on a Friday night. Pitch out to Edwards. Makes a couple guys miss. Still on his feet. Out close to the 40-yard line. Nice run on first down by Dylan Edwards. Uh, Dylan used the sidelines that time. He got close to the sideline. Cut back against the grain just enough to uh, pick up some additional yardage and keep the clock running. Of course, I guess it's running anyway now that we're in that situation, but uh, nice run by Dylan. Yeah, just over just over three minutes. 54-27 Panthers. Colts have scored three times here in the second half to, I guess, it looks respectable now. First and 10 Panthers from the 39. They give it to Deshaun Wright on a reverse. He gets enough for a first down out into, looks like into campus territory at about the 49. Now Deshaun did a good job getting to the edge, and then he just bowled over a guy to pick up an extra couple yards. So nice run by uh, Deshaun. Well, they're going to mark it short. They're going to mark it short of the of midfield, so it's going to be first and first and ten from there. Yeah, more importantly, it's a, it moves the sticks. You know, Panthers should be able to to keep possession of the uh, football here and, and hopefully just run out this ball game. And Panthers moved our wide receiver moved a little bit before the snap. <laughs> you know, the clock operator is so used to stopping the clock, they stopped the clock. 
First and 15. Clock's moving again at 150 left in the ball game. 54-27 Panthers. They're going to go to 7-0 and where they'll lock horns with another undefeated team next week at home. That would be the Mays Eagles. Quarterback, keeper, he's going to lose five on first down. And you mentioned Mays coming to town. That's going to be uh, probably one of the better games in the state of Kansas. Uh, you said Mays is undefeated. Panthers will be undefeated. I read a little article about uh, Mays, and uh, really the only the only hiccup in their regular season the last several years has been the Panthers. You know, I think uh, losing to 6A teams. Other than that, they haven't uh, had any losses to a 6A team, but uh, Derby's been the, uh, the bump in the road. Well, hopefully it'll be a pothole next week. Again, Dylan Edwards gets outside, picks up a couple on second down. It's going to be third and long. Under a minute to go. Panthers probably have to run one more play. Maybe not if the clock gets below 40 seconds. They, yeah, they've already, yeah, they're going to have to run one more play, and this game will be history. Uh, Panthers are going to win this one. Looks like 54-27 uh, on a night when. Derby just dominated this thing at least the first half. Just took it took it to the Colts and uh uh they're they're gonna go seven and oh after tonight. Well and as you said, our our starting offense, I mean defensively looked great. I mean they looked like they were playing at a completely different level than campus and uh you know it's a, it's a good night for the Panthers. I think better night for the Panthers from the standpoint of no injuries. Yes, it didn't. It didn't appear to us anyway that uh, the Panthers had anybody injured, and that that you know this late in the season, injuries can play a a heck of a part in your season in in the latter part, and hopefully we'll kind of cure that injury bug we've had over the last couple of years. Well, and, and you got to expect next week is a ball game that uh, Panther fans, anyone in the state's going to be looking forward to with two undefeated teams playing against each other. And, you know, I know I'm excited for it already, so we'll see how uh, things come out next week. Well, I'm sure the kids are going to celebrate this win tonight, but uh, I'm sure that come Monday morning they'll be in May's mode, and uh, so they, they'll, they'll celebrate this one a little bit tonight, maybe tomorrow. Well, it'd be good to be back at home again senior night in Derby next week. So, you know, we'll see how the kids uh, pan out. Panthers win this one big, 54-27. This is Panther football on a live 105. We'll be back. How am I going to get to the Derby Public Library when I can't get this car to start? Don't worry, Granny Cletus. We can use the library's online learning resources to help. There's a section on auto repair, small engine repair, and even a database for hobbies and crafts. Great idea, Mooney Pie. Now I can fix this rust bucket and learn to juggle at the same time. Granny, be careful. Let's crank up this car and hit the town. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. 
Tired of pesky weeds? Tendercare offers lawn services like weed control. Along with lawn maintenance, they offer landscaping, irrigation, swimming pools, patios, cook centers, and more. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 218 South Water Street in Derby. A proud sponsor of a Live 105 and Derby Panther football. Since 1985, DMV Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include alignment, towing, engine maintenance, electrical services, and tires. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Britain in Derby, they can get you back on the road in no time. More information on services the DMV Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or by calling 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday or 8 a.m. to noon on Saturdays. DMV Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita 105.9 FM and worldwide at Alive105KDKQ.com. Hey, we're back in Paysville where the Panthers just knocked off the Tampa Colts to move 7 0, 54 27, and it was a game that the Panthers just dominated through the first half. Uh, we come out second half uh, with a running clock, and the uh, uh, Colts managed to put up three scores there in the second half to, to make the game closer. But uh, 50, 54-27 was the final. Well, and I think uh, we'll, we'll see that the stats change some from the first half. But Derby, as we expected, was going to back off. You weren't going to see Trey Washington or Lamb or any of those guys. For the ball game, uh, Panthers 24 first downs, holding campus just to seven tonight. Rushing yards again, huge for the Panthers. 40 carries for 323 yards. Campus 27 carries for 143. Again, a lot of that uh, was late in the ball game. Every yard per rush, Panthers uh, 8.1. Holds campus to just at five yards. Passes. Uh, Derby didn't have to throw the football a whole lot tonight. Uh, four for 10 was Lim Wash for 96 yards, while Campus was just uh, one for seven. All of that one completion, 73 yards, which uh, resulted in a score for the Colts. Panthers, uh, yeah, Panthers played pretty well tonight, and uh, uh, it's going to carry over into next week, I'm sure. 403 total yards for the Panthers, 246 for Campus. For the Panthers, uh, Lim Wash, four for nine, as we mentioned, 80 yards. Uh, Jacob Carsack, two of those catches for 59. Reedy Listen, one for 21. And Kavion Walker, one for 16. Where the story was for the Panthers tonight, first half was on the ground. Trey Washington, 14 touches for 138 yards. Lim Wash, five for 111. Reed Listen, two for 19. Zach Bryant, five for 16. Deshaun Wright, one for 11. And Zerger, three carries for five yards. And all that, uh, most of those guys' stats were in the first half because they didn't see the second half uh, play. 430 total yards for the Panthers tonight, 246 for campus. And again, the big uh, staff, uh, Derby 54, campus 27. Panthers leave the field still undefeated. This has been Panther football on Alive 105, KDKQ 105.9. Thank you for listening.